When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. It's showtime. WATP. WATP. Oh, it's a little bit more feeling there, nice dog. Come on. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? <laughs> the only show that comes out every Sunday so Jesus can enjoy it on his day off. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the man best known for co-hosting W-A-T-P. It's Doug from Good Times, Great Movies. What's up, Doug? Oh, I am so happy to be here. Thanks. It's great to have you back, my <laughs> friend. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to the Patreon Featuring at least two new bonus episodes every single month. I just recorded a bonus crossover, crossover number six with the Dick Show, Dick Masterson and Sean, the audio engineer, and uh, that we did that Wednesday night. Dick just sent it to me; it's all ready to go. So when we're done recording this show, we'll get that up for people to check out. I know that this is going to sound cliche. I have not laughed that hard in a very long time. We had a, <laughs> a really good time with Maddox's book and the podcast that we reviewed which was obese women who were justifying being morbidly obese. It was <laughs> really just a lot of fun. So definitely you're going to want to check that out. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Monday Morning Preacher. Doug and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Matt Woodley. The episodes that I listened to featured Kevin Miller. These are both preachers, and what they do is they help other preachers to deliver their sermons. This is a show for preachers by preachers. Very niche audience. Interesting uh, look behind the scenes so that we can see how these uh, sermons are developed and how these guys are uh, pumping each other up to get ready for the big day on uh, Sunday morning. So, Doug, man, what were your thoughts about this show? It's it's interesting. I mean, I reached out to you and I said, "Hey, did we can we do a religious show?" Because I've been listening for a long time. Yeah. And you had said that early on, you guys, your original host, who was that, Kevin or something? I don't know. Yeah, when, uh, Ke- when Kevin and I were doing the show together. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he had said that that's off the table, and I was kind of surprised that you never really dipped a toe into this. But after listening to it, I think you made the right choice, honestly. Yeah, because I don't want to like shit on people's religious beliefs. Until today. Oh, is that why? I, I, I was just saying that because the show's so damn boring, and I can only imagine any religious podcast is this just redundant and horrible. Well, it's it's tough to rip on religion. I would need a lot more time than sure. the two hours that's allotted to yeah. us on WATP. So we're going to try to break down the podcast, but there might be some instances where I get off topic just a little bit and have a little bit of fun with what these people are actually talking about. Let's start off with the latest episode where they give you 
some pointers on how to bring people into the stories that you're telling during your sermon. And he sets it up with this. <laughs> well, so we got a really fun episode today. Mm, wrong. <laughs> I hate when people tell you how fun the episode is going to be. How would you know? You haven't even done it yet. And you're wrong. And you're wrong. Doug, you got a clip that sums up the show for you. You pulled some clips here. Yeah, if you play my number 13, this really does sum up the show to me. Okay. So let me just give you an example. For example, if I say this, hey, well, the Greek word here, splankna, comes from splen, meaning spleen. So it has a literal meaning that Jesus was moved in his gut or in his bowels. Well, that's all fascinating. <sighs> this is so boring. The show was so insanely boring. These two people are the least interesting people possible. And when they start to preach or when they try and preach or talk about what, you know, the stories that they relate to people, I couldn't imagine sitting there and listening to these guys for an hour every week. It's interesting. I went for a little walk around the neighborhood and I popped this on. And it's only 28 minutes long. So I'm like, all right, this is pretty mm -hmm. easy. I'll, I'll run it at a fast speed. We'll get through it. I'll get the gist of it. I, I tapped out. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll save it for tomorrow. Like, I, I, I couldn't just listen to it all the way through, even though it is uh, mercifully short. Well, that's the thing. When you gave this to me and I, I started going through the episodes and I was cycling through going, oh, my God, these are like 12 to 20 minute episodes. Yeah. This is going to be a breeze. I thought <laughs> yeah. I could listen to I thought I could listen to four five, six of these things and pull clips. No, this was terrible. I listened to about two episodes, three. I think that was enough for me. Well, let's talk about the topic of the episode you and I, I think, both listened to, which was their sure. latest. He introduces that topic here. So the topic today is three ways to bring our listeners into a Bible scene. All right. Three ways to bring the listener into a Bible scene. And then he says this. So tell us why this matters so much. No, 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 no. The question is, does this matter? Not, not why. <laughs> does this matter would have been the right question. And the answer would have been no. No one's paying attention. Do you think people in church are paying attention? No, no, not at all. And and I like the <laughs> idea of what this episode was because it was like, okay, how do we take these 2,000-year-old stories that are written so poorly and in such an uninteresting manner and make them relatable to people? But if you play my number nine, it's kind of just lying and making shit up. Yeah, I, I picked up on that too. I was preaching on that one time and I, I just added this phrase, she was clutching her robe. Now, the text doesn't actually say she was clutching her robe. So if you're sort of in the scholar mode pointing to verse by verse, you might not feel comfortable doing that. But what is what that visual detail is very probable, given, yeah. the quote, she was caught in the very act of adultery, unquote. And it does help convey her humiliated vulnerability. It says something about how she's feeling at that moment. This reminds me of that music podcast that you covered a while ago where the guy just made shit up like Jimi Hendrix thought about calling his mother, but oh, then he decided right. it was a waste of time. So then he <laughs> gacked up a big rail of coke and shot some heroin instead. Like, you weren't there. These guys weren't there. They're just making shit up that these people were thinking or doing in these old, outdated stories. Well, what's funny about it is the stories are made up to begin with. The people right. who wrote these stories weren't there. And right. now these guys are making up details on top of made up stories. And this is what churches 
This is what yeah. I, this is what I mean. Like you have to get into the religion element of this. <laughs> All right. So that clip that we just played is hilarious because they start talking about how, you know, you got to embellish on the scene a little bit to get people captivated and get them into it. And he gives a, a total example of it. He goes, this is how I would do this. And he, he explains there's a flood coming and the tension that would be there because the water's rising. And then the other guy goes, yeah, but what about that scene where the, the woman commits adultery? Because he just wants to talk about some <laughs> right. chicken railed. Uh, this is the setup to the, the clip that you just played. You had another example we were talking about from John uh, chapter 8. So the woman caught in adultery. Yeah, give us, a, give us an example on, on that narrative. Uh, yeah, Matt, I got a question for you, buddy. <laughs> are you a boner guy? <laughs> what, are, what are you he's, doing? He's 100% a boner guy. This, <laughs> is, I this love, is crazy. I love that. So this is just a quick thing that you just played. But yeah. he goes, he goes. oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. So the, the adultery scene, sure. Um, so I just added this phrase, she was clutching her robe. Now, the text doesn't actually say she was clutching her robe. Well, why not embellish a little bit more? Maybe she was twisting her nipples. Uh-huh. She was slapping her chewed gum around a little bit. Like, why not have some fun with that? Just clutching the robe? Use your imagination, people. What are you doing? This is so stupid. These guys are just dumb morons. And I listened back to, I listened back to a few episodes. So these two are host and co-host but this guy his co-host uh kevin i think we said his name is he's in this show less and less and i've noticed that there is some co-host tension going on play my number three i don't think this is the episode you listen to but listen to the start of this so uh, kevin as a co-host you get to pick some the topics sometimes you know yeah me getting to pick the topic is like kids making uh you know breakfast for mom on mother's day you know it's it's rare and messy (laughs) great metaphor yeah yeah great metaphor and also this guy has had enough of this bullshit like he's like i just have to come on your stupid show you pick the topics all the time you never let me do anything but all right let's just do this let's just run through this nonsense that we put out I went through in 2019, mm-hmm. they put out like six episodes all in one day of that entire oh, year. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So so they really just like to build these up and then uh, mm-hmm. the the listeners can't wait to binge on it. It's like a Netflix series. Well, what are you going to talk about? Like, <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Like you said, this is such a niche market or, or audience here. Like, what are you going to say to these people? Well, nothing, nothing is relatable, I assume. One of the topics is how to talk less. And I found this to be fascinating. <laughs> You're supposed to be preaching about 25 minutes uh, in a typical sermon. And I am, too, in, in my our context, con- yep. in, in, a, in a different church, but similar. Yeah. And yet you had been running over your allotted lengths yeah. a number of times, and so had I. And we were both kind of frustrated with that. Yeah. Oh, the preachers like to talk a lot? Yeah. Shocking. Surprise. And I love that they're frustrated that they're talking too much. You know who's really frustrated? The kid who just wants to go the fuck home. That's who's <laughs> yes, frustrated exactly. with you going over your 25 minutes. Yeah, the shit that they got dragged there by his parents or his spouse or something like that. They want to leave. Won't somebody please think of the children? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to stay. You could talk all day. You could talk all week. The one guy even says, he's like, oh, I'm so wiped out. I, I just take Monday mornings off. He's like, I don't like to work till noon on Monday. I'm like, the fuck are you doing all week there? Like, what could you possibly be doing? Prepping the whole time for an hour on Sunday? I mean, if it's anything like the show prep for WATP, I know that I'm pretty wiped out on Sunday. Right, no, you know what? That's a good point. I'm sure it's exactly like the show prep. I'm sure it's exactly so, like that. 
So you talked about how the guy is relatively long-winded or the one host is telling the other one this. Yeah. If you play my nine, my number 19, listen to this guy's cadence. Like, this is when he has to make up a story. At the end of the episode, they're like, oh, just here's a Bible verse, and, and you tell it in a more interesting fashion. That's fantastic. Listen to how this guy tells his story. And it took me a while to figure out who he sounds like, but I think I got it. So Mary is... Mary is in her room alone and an angel out of the blue, an angel appears to her and tells her that if the gooks ever saw the watch, it'd be confiscated, taken away. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. You'd be damned if any slope's gonna put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright, so he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. That's uh, I have to apologize. That that preacher got pretty goddamn racist there toward the end. I apologize for that. <laughs> that was that was seamless, my friend. That's a pretty good observation <laughs> you picked up on. So I want to back up real quick because I thought that was really interesting. The guy goes through and he makes his three points on how to bring someone into the scene when you're talking about a significant event in the Bible. I'm going to play you the three points real quick. What I want to do is point people to the picture, not to the page. All right. So he doesn't tell people where to find this in the Bible. He just starts talking about it so that they don't just get distracted with the Bible. That's the first point. Point two. I want to keep people in the now, not in the then. Uh, keep people in the now, not in the then. So in other words, you can't say mm-hmm. he said something. You have to say, right. and then he says, so you're talking about it's in the now. And then this is his third point. Help them hear the actors more than the author. Okay, gotcha. All right, so it's not about talking about who's talking. It's more about just giving the dialogue. This is a this is a 27-minute long podcast. Those are the three points they wanted to get out, and they elaborate on them, give multiple examples. These are the guys who are trying to talk less, who are trying yeah, to be more yeah. succinct. So... And- you saw. Yeah, go ahead. I just played that. Exa- you just played that example mm-hmm. where he says, "Okay, now we're going to try this. We're going to take stories from the Bible and we're going to see what we can do." And of course, Kevin Miller was ready for this, so he nails it. He does a really good job. And then he goes, "Okay, Matt, now you go." Now Matt's a bit of a card, so first Matt tries to get out of it by pretending the episode has ended. All right, Matt, you ready for yours? Uh, no, I think we're kind of out of time. Uh, look at the time. I'm sorry, folks. The podcast is over. It's Matt Woodley with Preaching Today. Great to have you here. Uh, thanks for being with us, Kevin. Join us on our next episode. Hilarious, right? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm going to get out of it. So then his buddy Kevin says this. I have four letters for you. W-U-S-S. <laughs> With a couple of good friends. Now, I don't want to get nitpicky here, but W-U-S-S is actually three letters. <laughs> There's only three letters there. I know, I'm being a little nitpicky. <laughs> so then Matt tries to do this thing where he's going to tell a story from the Bible, and we just played that clip. I'll remind you. It sounds like this. So Mary is... Mary is... <laughs> All right, so I thought this would be fun. <laughs> I think we should try this exercise, sure. Doug. I think we'd be better at it. Um, I'm going to choose the scene where Jesus turns water into wine. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jesus and his bros are all at this wedding. It's fucking hopping. They're in the mosh pit. They're going nuts. The band is crushing it. And lo and behold, run out of booze. No more fucking booze. 
party is over. You hear the needle on the record. This party is over. People are flocking to anywhere else they could get to. Jesus says, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you guys not remember my dad is God? Did I not bring that up yet? Like you talk about it all the time, dude. We know. Yeah. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn this water over here. Well, we need that water. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to turn it into wine. Yeah, but we actually need the, the water. Nope. It's now it's wine. Party on. And they all get back to it. The band starts playing up again. Everyone gets fucking shit canned. <laughs> I'd be a pretty good preacher. Shit canned? They all got fired? Well, Wait, I don't understand. Shit, shit face. All right, you're right. I'm, oh, okay, I'm bad at this. You're right. Okay, can I do one? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the one where uh, God decides to flood the world. So, okay. so he's looking around. And he's like, wait a minute. All my angels keep going down, and they're fucking these human women? And when angels fuck them, they give birth to giants. And this is a serious problem. There's like giants everywhere I look. I, I am all powerful. I am all knowing. I can control everything. I could just kill the giants. I could just do that and maybe tell the angels not to go down there because I'm God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to flood the entire fucking world. I'm going to kill everyone. I'm going to kill babies, unborn babies inside of pregnant women. I'm going to kill all plant life and all animals. That's my solution to this problem. I would go to your church sermon, okay, sir. Great. <laughs> You've inspired me to live my life now. I say we do it. I say we start something, you know, some sort of a WATP spinoff, you know, just, uh, you know, Bible studies for non-retards. You're going back to the Old Testament. I, I got to yeah. give you props on that. That's a deep pull. No, there's crazier. <laughs> there's crazier stories there. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, which brings uh, us back to um, the how they just make shit up. Yeah. And after the guy stumbles and has a hard time with it, uh, Kevin tries to prop him up and explains to him why he thinks he's actually be really good at this if he just practiced it a little bit. And here's why. I actually think this it could be your wheelhouse. And I'll tell you why. You yeah. love short fiction, uh, novels. Right. Um, and the imaginative character development. You'd be really good at talking about the Bible. You love fake stories. <laughs> yeah. You love made up bullshit. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Like, they're admitting it. How, yeah, I didn't even think how similar these two things are until you, a preacher, brought it up. <laughs> oh, my God. These guys are such morons. Yeah, I so, noticed that. Uh, you, you talked about the name of the episode. I just thought this was absolutely hilarious how this guy stumbles out of the gate. And as you said, can't start the episode, has no idea how to do this. Can you play my number six? I've just found this hilarious. The title of this podcast is Three Ways to Bring Our Listener into the Bible Scene. So I assume there's three ways to do this. Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. What a shithead. Like, does he think the other guy's going to sneak a fourth one in there at the end? What, why is he reiterating this? Let's keep it to three here. Well, let's remember, Doug. That in an earlier episode, they talked about how to not over-explain things. It could be 25 minutes. It could be 55 minutes. And so we're not going to give you advice on that. But what we do want to talk about it today is how not to waste words. It could be 55 minutes. It could be 36 <laughs> minutes. It could be 22 minutes and a half. The point is, don't <laughs> waste words. Don't use more words than you need to use. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you don't need to over-explain things. These guys do not practice what they preach. Also, don't waste words. Just drag words out <laughs> longer than you need to. I like the guy tells a story. I think this is Matt. He tells the story about his poor teenage kids. 
Imagine being the son of this guy. <laughs> this is this is does not sound like fun. I remember when especially my boys were teenagers and I would give them these lectures that were just really long and I would say the same thing like six times. Yeah. And finally they would go, Dad, I got it the first time. I get it. Yeah. Your listeners are saying the same thing. We got it. We got it the first time. You're spending way too much time explaining very simple concepts. But then later in that same episode, he contradicts himself. He's talking about how he had just given a sermon and there was another preacher there in the church who takes him aside afterwards and gives him some advice. Matt, do you have teenage children? And I said, and I think I've shared this story before. He said, uh, I said, yes. And he said, well, when you talk to them about a problem, do you just lecture them for on and on and on? And I said, no, that wouldn't work. I mean, I, I, sometimes I try. He says, does it work? No, it doesn't. He says, well, sometimes we feel that way when you're mm. preaching. You know? Okay. So two things. One, he already admitted that he does lecture his kids on and on and on. And then he, and then he tells his <laughs> preacher buddy, he's like, no, I would never do that. What are you kidding me? I'm not an asshole. Secondly, he sounds like the worst preacher in all of America. Yeah. Why does he have a podcast about how to preach? This guy sounds terrible. And and the other thing that I really noticed is, if you play my number two, I love how both of these guys are just so humble. So part of it is my own ego. It's like when we feel like we nail it and people like give us a lot of praise. Man, that's an amazing story. And I'm so thankful uh, that you have continued on. What an amazing preaching ministry you've had. You know, you really are pretty amazing. You are amazing. You know, <laughs> you're entitled to some special perks even because you're so smooth with the word of God, you know. I made the gospel message as clear and as winsome as I mm. could. And I told strong stories. Nobody can appreciate just how hard I'm working. My need for more attention, I work so hard and nobody appreciates it. You know how humble I am. <laughs> These fucking guys, I hated them so much. I could not imagine being trapped with them at some cocktail party and listening to them talk about how difficult the job that they do is. God, that's a that's an impressive supercut right there. It sounds like you listen to a lot of this show. I did. I listened to several different episodes. Um, I listened to an episode on racism, and I listened to an episode on sex, and we'll get to those eventually. But I did notice that there is a pattern here. And if you play my number 11, there's clearly a pattern to what, to, to the influence they think that a certain evil being is having on them. I think Satan tries to undermine that. Pretty much almost every time after I preach, you know, Satan would just love to undermine the declaration of the good news of the gospel because um, he hates it. He absolutely despises it. Over and over in this podcast, these guys talk about the fact that they whether they're feeling too good or they're feeling too bad, that has nothing to do with them. That's not, you know, that's not reasonable self-doubt or anything like that. That's Satan. They have a good message and they get it out and they feel so good about themselves. That's Satan making them feel too good. If they have self-doubt and they think they did a shitty job, that's also Satan making them feel bad. These two are idiots. I don't know. That sounds likely. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> Look at me just shitting on Doug's part. No, I agree with I agree with the preachers. You know what? It's interesting though. You played that yeah. clip where it shows what kind of egos these guys have. If mm -hmm. you thought that the Lord of the underworld was actually paying attention to your sermons, you might think highly of yourself. I can understand that. Yeah. So Satan was uh, chatting with me after my sermon yesterday. No, he wasn't. He wasn't paying attention. He doesn't have you on speed dial.
So they also try and shift responsibility, which this was a great clip just backed up to the one that I was just talking about. So play my number 15. Okay. And, and I feel like I, uh, God gave me this tremendous image once of it's like running a, a medley race in track where you, you, you know, you have like four runners passing the baton from uh, one to the other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the third runner in the race. When I preach the sermon, that's the mm. third lap. Well, God's got the anchor lap. Oh, I love that. And so even if I choked and came in way behind my guy on the third lap, it really yeah. doesn't matter because we've got an amazing anchor runner. <laughs> <laughs> that be. is so good. Yeah, totally, because it's all going to depend now on what the Holy Spirit does in the lives of those hearers. You know. Oh, I, mean, I love that image. It doesn't matter to yeah. them then in the end. There's no responsibility on their end. It's like, oh, this guy came to me and he said he couldn't take the mundane life of a suburban father. And I told him to pray on it. It's not my fault that he murdered his wife and children after that. These guys are taking no responsibility then. All they have to do is say what they have to. And if it's great or if it's terrible, that is not on them. Yeah, I have an example of that where they talk about how you know, they can put a lot of work into their sermons and figure out how they want to communicate it and, and what they're going to communicate. But it's better to just let Jesus take care of it for you. If if I have done uh, some work in prayer for this message, mm. it helps me relax and trust yeah. that the Holy Spirit is, right. the, is the main operator here and the one who has to apply these words to the person's heart. And often the Holy Spirit has an economy of speech that mm. you see in Scripture yeah. um, where— uh, very little needs to be said, and yet it completely sets a situation aright. And yeah. so I can trust. God will get it done. What an amazing way to live life. <laughs> I was going to like pull clips and maybe make yep. some notes and prepare what I wanted to say about this podcast. And I was like, why don't I just pray to God that he'll do it for me and just see if he takes care of all of that? That would that'd yep. be a lot easier. Uh, that's actually what I did in prep for this. I'm not, you did it a different way because I just prayed last night. I was like, God, can you just put together a Word document, just label all the clips for me and just email them to Carl? That would be great if you could do that. And it somehow worked. Thy father who art in heaven, if you can create a super clip for me of them talking about how amazing they are. Speaking of super uh, cuts, uh, I do have one. It's my number one. This guy does have a crutch, and it's kind of an unusual one. I'm sure I missed some of these, but I really tried to get them. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love it. And Again? I love that because I love this. I love that. I love this. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that word. I love it. I love that. I love this. I love this. He has to pretend he's so excited about anything that's happening. It's so phony. I, it was terrible to listen to. It's the most mundane advice, too, this guy's giving. He's like, I love that. He's like, instead of saying mm -hmm. he said, say he says, oh, my God. I, oh, I love that. Oh, my God. You're fucking nailing it today, buddy. This, <laughs> is, your this is the greatest. <laughs> You're my best friend. Did I tell you that? <laughs> uh, getting back to relying on the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is just kind of a continuation of my earlier clip. So I, I think this is really a way to trust the Holy Spirit and then, and, and where do I, where am I trusting the Spirit's work? And then respecting our people as well, because mm. sometimes it gets to the point where we're bludgeoning our, mm. our people with truth. Bullshit. <laughs> They're bludgeoning <laughs> them with, with truth. truth. <laughs> that, that 
that's insane. That's an insane thing to say. When I'm talking about something that happened in the Bible that was written 2,000 years ago by uh, who fuck knows, I'm yeah. bludgeoning people with the truth. <laughs> These I people don't even let terrible. them get away. They're trying to crawl away. I keep dragging them back so I can <laughs> bludgeon them even more. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk Jeez. about um, more of this uh, uh, making shit up. And sure. they and you said that you have one about racism. I didn't listen to that one. But they have a certain admiration for African-American preachers. And I just find it funny. In fact, the use of imagination in preaching has a long tradition in the church. Yeah, no shit. And in fact, it's, it's one of the things that, that makes black preaching so rich and emotionally evocative. Yeah, the, the more you make shit up and make the story better, the more interesting it is. And I love that he says, did you know that there's a history of the church making shit up? Yeah, actually, I did. I did know that. Um, no shit. In the other episode, they talk about um, African-American preachers as well. Uh, there's a great phrase from the African-American preaching tradition. Start low. Yep. Go slow. Mm -hmm. Hit fire. Yeah. Retire. <laughs> <laughs> Those crazy oh, blacks. <laughs> What won't they say? Well, that's what made me. The moment I heard him talk about black preachers or black churches, I was like, I got to go back. I got to see if there's some sort of episode on racism. And I found it. So this guy, uh, Matt, he had on these two preachers, one from New York and one from L.A., two mm -hmm. black preachers. And listen to this question that he asks them, basically about white saviors, which is hilarious. Oh, no. But listen to how his one co-host or sorry his one guest kind of chuckles before amazingly giving the correct answer to this question are you guys hopeful because more whites seem more engaged on racial justice <laughs> issues george let's start, let's start with you what are your feelings on that i'm not hopeful at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was such an uncomfortable conversation. I know we're done with this show and you will never listen to it, but this is the episode to listen to. Holy shit. So this is right after the uh, George Floyd incident. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, right after it. Yeah. And so his whole, the premise of this episode, I didn't listen to it, was how do we preach our sermon in the current climate? So he gets on these African-Americans and goes, aren't, aren't whites doing a great job? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oh, man, a little tone deaf it's, there, buddy. It's hilarious because the whole thing is like, yeah, this is going to get better. Like, people are paying attention, right? And these guys are like, this happens constantly. Like, this happened 20 years ago. This yeah. happened 30 years ago. Everybody forgets about it and everything goes back to the way it was. I am not encouraged by this at all. So if you could just play my number 22, he asked them another stupid question and his guest chuckles. And I thought this was pretty great, too. I asked, reached out to a lot of preacher friends I know and said, what do you want me to ask these guys? And a lot of them was, I want to preach on racism. What are the Bible texts on racism? And you said, I don't like that question. I don't think that's a good question. It's a terrible question. Do not research racism looking into the Bible. It mm. condones slavery. Correct. It gives explicit instructions on how badly you can beat your slaves. One of the Ten Commandments is not don't own people. It's not in there. It's <laughs> a, a good point. They immediately left that one out. Right. Yeah, these guys the whole time are like, don't look at the text. Like, don't, don't look at the text. It's not, it's not. Maybe that's where you don't want to go. Where we can change things. We can, in number 25, if you play that, that's when this white host solves racism with like the first thing that the Bible says. Genesis 1, 
um, we're created in God's image. Mm-hmm. Wow. Boom. That's there you go. I mean, except for the gays, obviously, <laughs> not the gays, right. but everybody else. Oh my God! If, if this was this was insane to try and listen to, and and the first you know the first episode that you gave me where they're just making up stories and shit, like yeah. I didn't get that angry. These are just idiots trying to have people pay more attention while they're spewing nonsense. Sure. But the deeper I went, I was like, these two are horrible, horrible human beings, and it just doesn't come across in a lot of the episodes. Yeah. Wow. This um was probably ill conceived. This concept for a podcast. Well, nobody's listening. That's I mean, possibly other preachers. So the only people that are going to hear this are people that 100% agree with what they're saying anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Nobody's going to challenge them, but the two of us, I guess. Matt, I played before, thinks he's a bit of a card. Mm, And he he explains how funny he is. When I'm up there, I think I'm really funny. I think I'm like a a stand-up. You are funny. Come on. Well, some people think I am, but, you know, I just get like, I think I'm way too funny. And then I just start saying things just like ripping off the top of my head and Mm -hmm. thinking I'm hilarious. And then I... This guy is insufferable. (laughs) People, People can't roll their eyes hard enough when he walks into a room like, fuck. Oh. He thinks he's great. He thinks he's absolutely hilarious. And also his co-host. I, I talked about how co-hosts just kind of hate each other. Yeah. Can, can you play my number 20? Because at the end of this episode, his co-host 100% makes up an excuse to leave. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of angels at the door, I have an angel at the door looking like the painter that is supposed to show up this morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll let you, like you actually sign off, my friend. <laughs> That is such a phony excuse to leave and to not talk to this idiot anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. By the way, the cable guy's here, Doug, but it was a lot of fun oh. talking to you. So uh, uh, t- yeah, take I it easy. We, I, I guess we'll <laughs> sign off then. <laughs> I'll talk to you in another four weeks or so. I don't, uh, <laughs> so funny. Um, by the way, they were talking about how to get the sermon. They had a bet going. You had to get your sermon to uh, 25 minutes. So Kevin won the bet. He got it to 25 minutes, seven seconds, whereas Matt went over 27 minutes. And he just couldn't figure out how we could do that. How are you able to pull that off? And Kevin explains the way he did it was to just write out a script and then just read the script. So the manuscript, and then what do you do with that manuscript? Because you obviously you're not just reading the manuscript. Well, so you know, I manuscript in yeah. sort of teleprompter style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually can take it into the pulpit and still have a lot of eye contact and a sense of naturalness about I it. I see. He's literally just reading. He's This guy's <laughs> phoning it in. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to know uh, the material well, explain right. it. This guy's just reading a script. Yeah, I actually bought uh, Google Glasses, so I just sit and I just read shit. It looks <laughs> like I'm looking at them and paying attention. I, I'm clearly not. Also, these shitheads both lost. This is price of right rules. You can't both go over and have a winner. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're a couple of losers. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you play my number five? Because I absolutely loved... Uh, I loved how nonsensical this is and why you would bring this up. I have no idea. One image that I really like is uh, in the uh, Narnia Chronicles. Um, if you remember in the silver chair, yeah. you know, the, the the evil antagonist in that book is is sometimes called the Green Lady or the Emerald yeah. Witch. 
and and you know and she spins this kind of smog of lies mm. and deception and finally Puddlebaum mm. has to stamp out the fire of her lies so he can think clearly like I understand that C.S. Lewis is like a Jesus freak and he wrote all these Christianity books and stuff but you can't talk about one of those you have to talk about his book series with a talking lion I mean I know that the Bible has unicorns in it but they're not in Narnia is the other person even following or is he just no. being polite He's just saying, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. all right. Yeah. yeah, that part of that book. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, just I talking that. At what's him. that? What's that, like the seventh book in that series written <laughs> for sixth graders? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. No, I have those on my shelf. Idiots. That's funny. Um, I, I pretty much am exhausted of uh, of this show from my clip standpoint, but you listen to another episode. What else do you want to get into? Yeah, uh, I just, there's so many parts of this that you can take out of context. This is just fun on okay. my part. After listening to these dopes, like try and relay the most baby, like basic level Bible stories. I listened to these guys talk for several episodes. I came to the same conclusion as the co-host. Play my number seven. All right. I just can't tell a simple, clear story if my life depends on it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So, um, actually, you since, could... since you played that for yeah. me. No, sure. Remember I was talking about the three points that he made in order to bring people into a Bible scene. In his third point, he talks about how you want them to hear the actors more than the author. Oh, yes. And then he totally over-explains it. And this goes very well with my... Don't waste words. This is just, and you can tell how insufferable these people are to be around. They think everyone's a moron and they have to repeat the same thing over and over again. If I am kind of conveying the, the dialogue in a scene, I usually will leave out things like he said or she said as much as possible because those are devices that are needed on a printed page so you can understand who's saying what. But when you're actually in a scene, listening to the scene, and you're like in a movie, you don't need somebody to go, he said, because you can see the actor, actually the mouth of that person speaking, and you can hear them. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! Wow. I, yeah. We get it. We yeah. fucking get it. My favorite part of that is at the end when he says, if you're watching a movie, you can see the actor. And he even realizes that people might not understand that. He's like, you can see their mouths moving. You know they're the one talking because not only is it their voice, their mouth is moving and the words are coming out of it. There's probably a boom mic on the set. I don't know exactly how this works, but that's how it looks in a movie. So you don't have something that he said. Holy shit. Uh, I kind of forget what I did for number 14, but if you could play that, this might be fun. Worst setup to a clip Sorry. ever. No! Sorry. You just, I wish I had an award for you. You just won the worst <laughs> setup in the history of WATP. Congratulations. Let's play it. But you can tell this guy's been on his knees till his pants got worn out at the knee. Do you suck dicks? Sir, no, sir. Bullshit. I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. All right, that's it. <laughs> Again, like phrasing, you know, out of context. Love it. The Jagger uh, memory. So, yeah. <laughs> he just, it, the like, only note you wrote for yourself was, I'm hilarious. Listen, no. <laughs> the note just said phrasing, and then it said, I messed with this. I was like, what the fuck am I writing to myself That's here? hilarious. So I just have one last clip that I want you to play, okay. and it's the one where they talked about sexuality. And for the most part, it's a pretty boring 
you know, sermon or episode where they're just like, God gave you this body to enjoy, but maybe not enjoy too much. But if you don't think that these guys, and by these guys, I mean all preachers and people that really believe this and take it seriously, aren't pieces of garbage and don't hate a good portion of society, play my number 26 and just listen to the things that he's saying with all the great things that he's saying. There are many people who are struggling with attractions and desires that maybe they don't want or that seem so connected to their identity and that we want to be the type of church that can throw their arms as wide as they possibly can, that anybody could enter in and encounter Jesus, but then that we are trying to move in a specific direction together towards healing and wholeness. And so we talked about what redemption means in relation to those desires and how do we walk along together? How do we create space for people uh, who are dealing with with uh, ongoing same-sex attraction. Oh, God. Ugh, just, oh, it's, they hate anyone who's gay. They hate the LGBTQ community. It, it's, it's just, listen, and this is everyone. This is everyone out there. If you've ever said, like, the words, like, oh, the Bible is the inerrant word of God. First of all, you're, like, one of three things. You're either ignorant and you've never read the thing. Uh, you either have horrible, horrible views about a good portion of the population. Or you're just a fucking shithead and you make up your own religion. And that's probably the least offensive part of what you could possibly be. Like, these people are Kirk Camerons. And if you're listening yes. to the show and you're, like, 20 years old and you don't know who Kirk Cameron is, look him up. You may think you're great, you may think it's happy clappy, but deep down you're Kirk Cameron and I personally hate you. By the way, since you brought up Kirk Cameron, my favorite mm -hmm. video that I've ever seen with him, he explains that God must exist because a banana is created in a way that perfectly fits into your hand. He's like, if God doesn't exist, why is a banana shaped in this way that I could grab it very easily with my hand? And I was like, I'm bulletproof. I don't, know, I don't know how to debate that. You got me, Kirk. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, they don't understand how bananas have been genetically modified for fuck knows how many dozens whoa, whoa, and hundreds whoa, whoa, of years. Whoa, whoa. Let's not argue with the great Kirk Cameron. All <laughs> no, right? no, 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 you're right. Okay, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I just wrote this down as you were talking because I listened to your clip and he said, people who are dealing with ongoing same-sex attraction. That's a weird way of saying a gay person. In other words, this is curable. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll work just, that gay out of these people. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure it out eventually. We just have to help them along and take them to conversion therapy. Possibly it's, it might not be for everyone, but it might be for your friend. Jesus Christ. By the way, this is, he promotes preachingtoday.com at the end of the show. So he's huh? somehow involved this Matt Woodley. So I went to preachingtoday.com to check out what's going on over there. Oh, Guess what okay. the top story is on their website today. I don't know that the podcast has been canceled. WNBA superstar put career on hold to help free a man from prison. Now, I have an issue with this headline. How can you be a WNBA superstar? Doug, can you name a single athlete in the WNBA? Uh, um... Correct. You can't. <laughs> Sorry. You can't. No. Don't apologize. No one knows anyone in the WNBA. They're not superstars. They make $30,000 a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys taught us that. Those other idiots that we listen to who are MMA fighters or whatever. Oh, the fighter and the kid? No, yeah, it no, was no, the no. Timbo uh, Sugar yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, um, this, show was, this show was really rotten. I hated listening to it, but, you know, whatever. I'll do the work. I appreciate that, buddy. So I think what I want to talk about next, and we have a few things yeah. to get to, 
is I think I want to go over some of the stuff that's going on with our buddy um, Patrick Michael. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. So it's been active this morning in our Discord in the Seamus Watch channel. And I appreciate what Jody B is doing and what Pro is doing to mm-hmm. bring things to my attention that I did not know about. One of these things is that Seamus is full on ripping off the show format of WATP now. <sighs> this is insane to me because it wasn't that long ago he was threatening to sue me for using his audio without his permission. I don't think the fighter and the kid are giving him permission. But he's putting that on his show. Here's a clip of him talking about Brendan Schaub. Now, as you know, Brian Callen, accused of rape. He's not on the mm-hmm. show right now. He's got legal issues he's dealing with. And so Brendan <laughs> Schaub is trying to put together a show by himself, which is really pathetic. But this is Patrick Michael playing clips of the show and then analyzing it. This is a bad start. Already a bad start, Brendan. Your, part- your, your partner in crime. Okay. Uh, my brother from another mother. Uh, I can't get too detailed into what everything is going on. If you, I'll be honest, he does look like he's been crying, but that could just be his general puffy face. Want more info. So he's actually just hitting play on the YouTube wow. video, pausing it, making his little comments. But, dog, it gets crazier than that because he's now adding in sound effects. He's got a laugh track. Dude, listen to this clip. This is unbelievable. And I think if anyone's suing anyone, it should be me suing him. He's totally stolen my show format. (laughs) If I say what I want to say, it's going to get Callan in more trouble and bring more attention to Callan. Yes, Brennan, we know that. If you say anything about anything, someone's going to get in trouble. I mean, you cried about Chris And I made a song. My my hands are a little tied, which is very tough for me. Yeah. Very, very tough for me. Because uh, I think you guys know how much I love Brian. And uh... You know who else's hands have been tied? The women that Brian Callen has... Uh, I don't have to finish it. You get it. Are you following this? It's a little disjointed. I, I'm trying to follow it. Uh, so he basically puts in a laugh track, though, to laugh at his jokes. <laughs> Correct. Like, yes. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> and that's the worst laugh track I've ever heard, too. It just sounds like a colony of ants. It doesn't sound like a laugh track. Yeah, I, I would say. It stinks. I mean, who just puts random drops in the middle of their show? It's so stupid. Um, so... I was a little taken aback by this. And as you know, I've been softening up on our friend Patrick Michael. I'm starting to feel a little bit bad. But now it's on again. Now it's fucking on. This guy is ripping off our show format. And unapologetically, I would say, too. Well, can, I, can I tell you something? Because now I'm a little bit upset. I was I was really kind of excited that you were going to take a break from him because I can't get his show anymore because I'm not paying for it. Oh, so you were the one was, guy who was on the um, which the, the nine minute thing. Yes. And so now I'm not hearing anything, and I was like, you know what? I don't have to listen anymore because Carl's going to take a break on this kid, and now I'm pretty pissed because I'm probably going to have to give him money so I can hear this garbage. Oh my gosh! I have breaking news for you. This is really exciting. Now, I believe it was a bonus episode. Producer Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, 
we talked about he did a whole episode about getting an email someone challenging him to a rap battle remember that <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah 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 so i think that was on a bonus so, so not everyone's heard this but he did an entire episode where he's like this guy sent me in a rap battle and i'm supposed to battle him like i'm not gonna battle him and i i said hey whoever sent that into him let me know and we didn't hear anything i thought that was odd Guess what? We found out. We found out who did it. Riley, the guy Christmas who... Christmas morning. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Riley sends me a note, and he goes, I'm just catching up on uh, your episode. Oh, maybe it wasn't a uh, bonus episode. He's saying, I'm just catching up on episode 216. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm the one who sent the rap battle request and song and didn't know anything came out of it. He kind of forgot all about it. So he sent me, Riley's the guy who does the booking for the Dick Show, and he's the one who reached out to him to try to get him on Dick Show. But he, he sent yeah. this to him as a totally different account. So he sent this to him as antisocial entertainment. And the subject line is, Tony sent me, said you'd play ball. And his note is, Tony Hinchcliffe said you would rap battle me for the show, and we would send it in. Here is my song. Looking forward to yours. Have a nice day. Then uh, he follows up, rap battle me, please, or you are a punk-ass bitch forever. Those are the rules of the official Kill Tony rap battles. And uh, <laughs> Patrick Michael Rex back, nah, he didn't. But I can see your desperate attempts to receive some sort of content you can use for your podcast. So unfortunately, oh. this is where our correspondence ends. Now you can tell all your buddies how cool it is that I blocked you. And oh. uh, and that's kind of that's kind of where it ended. So um, I have the rap battle that Riley made. I'm oh, very, good. Okay. I'm very excited about this. It's the Patrick Michael diss song that Riley sent over to Patrick Michael. This is the uh, world debut. <laughs> I've listened to 100 hours of you sitting in a closet. You're the most prolific podcaster in the galaxy, Todd. But if I'm hitting you up, it's because I'm only such a big fan it isn't even odd. You should really call in to kill Tony more. Your stand-up's way better than your rap. Hey, Seamus, it's your day to be famous. Could have remained nameless and endless, but claim this. Said you a dope dude in the Spotify scene. I'll forgive the pre-written kid, I know what you mean. Freestyle means no set beat, rhyme or flow. The subset of a freestyle that's pre-written and dope. Straight off the dome, you can lost in your own home. Podcast, ass blast, you mass fat, get caught alone. The Daily Ghost is a suicide letter, boom, that I'm rapping. Won't you do any better, won't you feel any better? Patrick Mike, what you finna do? My name is Vizzy G, a busy B you stumbled into. Was it Kizzy Matt meant to be, or was it incidental? Think your rap's at sight, you're wrong. I think you're lacking mental. As a matter of fact, it makes not a difference. I'm pinning your pencil. Pay wall your podcast, and I'll write another song about your lack of potential, bitch. Well done, Riley. We are looking forward to uh, his response to that. I'm sure he's still working on some rhymes. Oh, I'm sure. That's fantastic. I mean, he's no PJ, but that was pretty good. (laughs) Well, it's no snakes in the grass. (laughs) But then again, what is? That is the greatest song ever made. Speaking of uh, songs for Seamus, I had uh, somebody reach out. The only name I have for him is G. He's a fellow uh, No Agenda fan. And he sent in this thing that he created for uh, Patrick Michael. 
Holy shit. Speaking of Patrick Michael, so there's so much to unpack there. It's incredible. He's pissed. So he's going to sue me. He's kind of losing his mind. You should try not making fun of him. (laughs) And what is WATP without Patrick Michael? He put out a show that's behind his paywall. And uh, here's an example. It's fantastic. He really comes after us. And me, specifically, pretty hard. And uh, I'm just going to play one clip. Guess what, guy? You're going to get sued. (laughs) Who are these racist podcast fuckers, whatever those guys are? Guess what, guy? You're in big trouble. Those, that pussy Carl, you're going to get sued. You're going to sue me? You think you're the first person to threaten to sue me? Pointing his finger at no one. Big trouble. Big trouble. (laughs) That is fantastic. Uh, It's well done. That's a good ditty right there. Uh, I'll keep that on the board, I think. That might... uh, that might be our new intro for Patrick Mike. I mean, it's it's no. <laughs> but it's still fun. It's still fun. Damn Spe- it. Now I have to give this guy money. Jesus Christ. I hate this. Well, we, we've we been supporting the WATP community has been supporting our friend Seamus quite a bit, even down mm-hmm. to supporting his sponsors. This was an ad read. That was on a recent Patrick Michael podcast. Which podcast? I have no fucking idea. I can't keep track of this shit. <laughs> I don't know what podcast he's doing anymore. I've totally lost track. But this is an ad read that somebody pulled out for us. What's going on, everybody? Just want to take a second away from the show to give you a message from our friend, Richard Glass. Hey, everybody. My name is Richard Glass. I am a podcast trainer. If you are looking to make yourself one of the biggest and highly rated podcast hosts of all time, I'm your man. Simply visit dickglass.com for your free seven-day trial membership. That's right. Within those seven days, you will be taught how to post, how to promote, how to host, and how to create your podcast. That's seven days free using this special promotional code for this podcast. So if you are looking to start your own podcast, visit dickglass.com slash NCFF and use the promo code FUNNY for 20% off your (laughs) seven-day trial membership and get into the podcast game while podcasting is good. All right, so you just heard that ad read for dickglass.com, which... so Dick Glass is shameless, right? Like, this is just a scam, right? This is this is a scam, but the problem is, is that he didn't, uh, he wasn't buttoned up on this one because he didn't own DickGlass.com. So our buddy Sagacious Zoo, who's our uh, our mod, bought it, and it now redirects to whoarethese.com. So if oh you go God. to, he's promoting DickGlass.com. If you type that in, you will get to our website, which is hilarious. Well what a done. Shithead. Like, well how done, can, Zoo. How could anybody not see that as a scam a mile away like i oh man this is just really lazy and shameful <laughs> yeah you think oh <laughs> uh, no shit all right i just have a couple other clips that i want to play and basically this is people who are pulling these things and throwing them in the discord so i'm listening to them out of context and it's mm-hmm. just so fucking funny it's just so funny that i have yeah. to play it he's bragging about there's three different places in his apartment that he can podcast from Three different rooms. You know, not only do I have a laptop studio with a mixer and, you know, multiple inputs, all this different shit in one space, I have two other spaces that have the exact same setup or as good. There might not be a mixer, but there is definitely a, a studio quality microphone, phantom power supply, 
I'm set up in three different areas. If I wanted to, I could record a podcast in three different spaces at the same time in my apartment. <laughs> That's how dedicated I am to this outcome. No, you can't. I mean, it's not about the equipment, dummy. That's not what's holding you back. And why is he so proud of the fact that he's got high-quality microphones in multiple rooms? Do you know how easy it is to transport a microphone? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to brag, Carl, but do you know how many outlets I have throughout my entire house? I mean, I, I could, like, eight different spots in the kitchen and dining room alone I could podcast from. I'm such an amateur. I was upstairs in my office pulling clips on this computer. Then I brought this computer down to record the show. I don't have another computer down here to record the show oh. on. It's the same computer. That's how Just much of an waste. amateur I am. That's, that's terrible, Carl. If I wanted to, I could record three podcasts at the same time. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? How does that make any sense, you fucking idiot? Do you, think do you think he's preparing for those kids to grow up and podcast with him, and they can all just do it from different locations in the apartment? Maybe, but I got to think that since they're only two years old and, and six months, that Carly's going, what the fuck? Another podcast studio? Can <laughs> we have a doing? spare room for my family or something? A pot? Another podcast studio? Really? <laughs> trying to do laundry in here. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. How does he justify this to her? I, I'm just, I'm endlessly fascinated with this guy. And I, I just, know. and their relationship is so puzzling to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree that's with that. It. That's all. I don't even have a follow up. Like I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Um, this is a clip that I thought was interesting. And again, Pro pulled these in our Discord, but he thinks that critics are incorrectly. Uh, I'm sorry, critics incorrectly think that bragging about your microphones isn't a real topic for a podcast. And one can say whatever they want about the podcast, virtually, specifically an episode like this. So it's like, oh, is it, he didn't talk about anything. Well, yes, that is fine for you to feel that way. But in a, in more ways than one, I talked about a lot of shit. <laughs> what? Like he's He has so much self-doubt now that even when he does a show and no one's talking to him, he's already determining what people are saying to him. Like, dude, that show wasn't very good. You could say that, but the show was really good. Yeah, but you didn't talk about anything. Or you might think that I didn't talk about anything. It's like, dude, no one is talking to you right now. What What are you doing? Why are you saying this? I have come on here to talk about shows where he opens saying, I have nothing to talk about yes! today. I know. And then he goes on for eight minutes about the new microphone he got. And yes. I was holding it in his hand and he feels like he's really going to podcast it because he's holding a microphone in his hand. I mean, it's so amazing. If you want to get down to semantics, talking about anything is talking about something, but that doesn't make it worthwhile. Right. It doesn't mean it's content. Right. That's the, that's the oh. problem that I have. This guy thinks he's a content creator. <laughs> He reads Wikipedia pages, and those are his best podcasts. Those are the best episodes. Although now that he's still in our format, I think uh, he's on his way to, to greatness. I got one more uh, clip on here. Yeah. This is Jody B gets the assist on this one. If you're a comedy podcast, be funny. Be funny. It's fine. Some people are going to laugh at you just due to the fact that they dislike you, and they think you're stupid, and you know that's <laughs> funny to them, I guess, but... He literally thinks that all comedy podcasts like his have people who just hate listen. It's not true. Most shows do not have a large following of people who think you suck. Most no. don't. Most podcasts that suck have no listeners. He's got a bunch of listeners who all think he sucks. Podcasts that I listen to that are labeled comedy are legitimately funny. Usually. I don't, I don't hate listen to anything except for Seamus. Well, I'll tell you one thing that you should be hate listening to, 
and that is Alyssa Milano's podcast. Mm. And I'll tell you why. She made a lot, she made a lot of ripples in the Twitterverse <laughs> when she went off on this crazy Twitter rant. And within yeah. that rant, she exclaimed, what kind of world do we live in where Joe Rogan has triple the listeners that my podcast does? And the amount of laughter that happened, you could hear it louder than the explosion in Beirut. People all started laughing out of their windows simultaneously, and it's all you could hear in the streets. I mean, people I, laughing I, at Alyssa Milano's yeah. fucking idiocy. Like, like, I thought that Joe Rogan had more than 600 listeners, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I think I think he does. I think he might. So people after that happened said, you guys got to review the Alyssa Milano yeah. podcast. And I asked you if you wanted to do that, and you said, I tried to listen to it, and we shouldn't do that. And I trust your judgment. Yeah, I mean, I only listened to the most recent episode, or at least you know a week ago it was the most recent, and it you, was really, you don't have, really boring. You, you listen, my friend. Yeah. You do not have to apologize. <laughs> I didn't want to listen to it either. Okay. Fortunately, our buddy Adam did, and you've heard Adam before. He's formerly of the Metalhead of God podcast. He's been on here co-hosting a couple of times. Adam, you on, buddy? Yes, yes, I am. Sweet. So. He reached out to me and said, hey, man, I'll fucking listen to Alyssa Milano for you. And I was like, all right, I'll take you up on that. Uh, now I just got to find which board I have it on so I can. Uh, oh, yeah, it's right down here. All right. So you pulled some clips. You listened to an episode. What was your assessment of the amazing Alyssa Milano podcast? Well, I can't really blame Doug. After, Like, I, I actually texted you after I started listening. I was like, oh, I immediately regret this. Uh, yeah. But. By the way, this yeah. happens a lot when I ask people to do WTP. They're like, yeah, of course, that'd be great. And then two days later, I get a note like, dude, this fucking song. Like, yes, that's not fun. I'm sorry I pay you nothing. It's not a good deal for you to come on the show. Well, you know, uh, the first episode that I was on on WATP, we did Dax Shepard's podcast. And I'll, I'll give Alyssa Milano credit. It wasn't that bad. Like at wow. least like, wow. Dax Shepard bad. <laughs> oh man, wow. that's the least amount of credit you could give somebody. That's funny. Uh, well, to in the in the sense that like this is a bad show, but like I never had to listen twenty minutes of the two episodes I listened to get clips because it's just like now this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Mm. Like so, I just I mean the the first episode that I did her talking to like vaginal voices or something like that, like show with a woman who I, I one of the clips in there actually she tries to explain what she does and you know what just just fuck it uh go with number five on the board it's a long clip i'm sorry okay and just real quick to set this up in case people don't know what we're talking mm -hmm. about Alyssa milano is a hot chick who had really big cans and uh was on a sitcom and then was naked in a movie and that's the only reason why anyone <laughs> pays attention to anything she has to say wait, wait let's let's clarify that she was naked in the direct-to-DVD follow-up to a, a skin flick. Yes. She was in Poison Ivy 2. Well, she was also <laughs> in Vampire's Embrace, and she was naked in that, too. Doug is an expert when it comes to <laughs> hot chicks being topless in movies in the 80s. That, that might have been direct-to-DVD as well. I'm not sure. Is that is that your show, Good Times, Great Tits? That, that's right. It's <laughs> I a, would listen to that. A, it's a spinoff show. You know, I'm trying to get off the ground. I would get on the Patreon for that one. <laughs> so we've established that Alyssa Milano is former eye candy who's very full of herself. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fucking up your setup here. Here we go. 
So Elise, tell us about Vital Voices and the work that you do. So what Vital Voices does is we search the world for women who have a daring vision for change. She could be a human rights leader who is working to help rehabilitate survivors of human trafficking. She could be a woman who is leading a a social enterprise in India and lifting a community out of poverty. She could be a political leader. But it's a woman who has this bold vision for change. And she probably feels isolated. She might feel sort of alone in her bold vision. And what we do is we come up underneath her and we support her through training, through mentoring, and network of her peers, visibility, credibility, and financial support to help her to take that bold vision to scale. What the fuck are they talking about? I don't know. I guess she eats pussy. I don't know. I don't know how you support women. So, um, so you can see why I didn't listen to this, right, Carl? Yeah, You can see why this was impossible to get through. What What Doug told me was, it's not really Alyssa Moano. She just has boring cunts on. These are the words you use, I believe. She says boring, boring cunts on. And lets them prattle on for hours on end. Is that what you said to me? I can't remember. I mean, it was in text form, but basically (laughs) paraphrasing. (laughs) It's a pretty baffling show. And I want to like this is a a little, uh, you know, I did a little bit of research. So, uh, Carl, I know you're familiar with this. This show. Now, bear in mind, this woman has been famous since she was like 12 years old. And she's specifically famous for being and she's kind of a kind of at least a B-list celebrity, if not beyond that. They even named the ship uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy after her and the best she could do was get an anchor.fm show <laughs> wow yeah. my buddy like, kaya has like, an anchor.fm mind. show but <laughs> <laughs> well, no, look i'm not insulting anchor.fm but this I woman's am. famous and bear in mind there's a whole network i want to say it's podcast one that specifically just reached out to dipshit celebrities with nothing to say mm-hmm. and just gives them a show right yet this woman couldn't get anything other than a free hosting anchor.fm ship. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very I, good I point. feel like if I could just, if anybody has like a direct line to Alyssa Milano that's listening right now, if I could give her some advice, and honestly, this would have made it a better show to clip. If it was just a celebrity hangout show, because she gets angry a lot, and that's the most fun part about her, and there's plenty for her to be angry about, that's what it should be. Like, I I wasn't crazy about her just having guests on that quote-unquote know stuff and just asking them (laughs) questions. Like, this should be her railing about, you know, the government tyranny and, and just the patriarchy. Like, I would pull clips from that show. That would be wildly entertaining. This is not... Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, like, this show kind of falls under, like, something I I say about the world now. Like, everyone is a cosplayer now. Everyone is Mm. dressing up as the thing that they want to be. And I think in Alyssa Milano's head, and this is kind of how I'll sum up the show, I think she thinks she's Barbara Walters in 2020. Mm -hmm. Like, not not here, the the show. Uh, So if you play my number two, it's the theme song to the show. I'm Alyssa Milano, and this is Sorry Not Sorry. What a pretentious guy. That might be the most obnoxious 
theme song I've ever heard for a podcast. She sounded so affected. Hi, yeah. this is Alyssa Milano, the very important person that you're listening to right now. She sucks. You know what they should do? And Doug, I agree with you. Her podcast yeah. should just be when she's on a, a Twitter rage. Just put a microphone next to her. I just want to hear what she's mumbling to herself. Right. That would she, be entertaining. Yeah. She and Dax Shepard should like switch the way they do their shows. Like Dax Shepard's show should be a serious show about uh, mediocre actors who are out there and able to find a spouse who can financially support them. <laughs> That's what his show should be about. That's I what mean, he knows. Do what you know. Right? Do what you know, Dax. Come on. <laughs> The show's so disaffected that I, I, I shudder to think, but I, I almost wish Tom Meyer would punch up her scripts. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would listen to that, I think. Now, uh, bear in mind, like, the whole reason this came about was because she was going on that rant about Joe Rogan. Again, the number one podcaster in the world, not just in comedy. He's, and I, I think he's, like, him and Marin, I think, are the first two stand-ups to ever have a podcast. Mm-hmm. But and she's mm-hmm. she's such a, an obnoxious and and again it comes down to society treating these people these these celebrities like they're gods, you know. But at the end of the day, like the reason people listen to her is because she's still hot. Like, right? You know, you might not like Rose McGowan, but you know nobody's listening to like the homely chick from Charm, <laughs> right? And uh, but so going to Joe Rogan again, like. He always starts, and it's kind of annoying with his ad reads, and but at least he's into it. Like he's animated, he's friendly. He he pretends like he uses, and I'm sure he uses some of them. Well, he you know? he owns the fucking companies <laughs> he's doing the ad reads for. Of course, he's into it. I don't think he owns Cash App, but you know, whatever. Oh yeah, you're right. That's that Twitter owns that, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, let's play like my number one her ad read. Hello, podcast people. Are you subscribed to Spotify yet? I am, and I love it so much. Spotify has a huge catalog of my favorite podcasts on every topic, including mine. All right, so you know what that reminded me of? When she says, hello, podcast people, as if they're not just regular people who listen to a podcast, it's like when O.J. Simpson was like, hello, Twitter world. <laughs> Every single time he tweets, oh, hello there, Twitter world. Didn't see you there. <laughs> That's a pretty well, good O.J., right? <laughs> spot on there, Alex Stern. Awesome juice. Uh, oh, fuck me. My two things about that are, number one, this woman is an actress. She's been acting for 30 years. Yeah. And she sounds like she reads at a fourth grade level. Do you and, have Spotify? Because I do. Well, that's right. actually the best part. This show airs on Spotify. <laughs> you, might have, <laughs> you might have Spotify if that's the only way you can hear this. I mean, to her defense, I think Charmed was written at a fourth grade level. So she's probably only written or read fourth grade scripts or Good text point. before this. By the don't, way, do you, don't, shit on, don't shit on who's the boss. Do you I, know I'll they're doing it. a who's the boss reboot with Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano involved in that? Do you guys know about this? No, no that sounds terrible. <sighs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm just getting more and more angry. Uh, is got only in? two? Like, is Danny Pintaro involved or Judith Light? No one cares about them. Okay, all right, fine. Is, is Moner dead? She is dead. Yeah, she did. She passed last year. Oh fuck that. Uh, let's see. Uh, so one of the things about this show is like, even though like again it's a free show, she's obviously got a producer. Like you heard, you heard in the theme song, but every episode has like these overproduced segments. And uh, look, this is a long clip, so Carl, feel free to cut it whenever you want because it just goes on for a minute and a half. But play my number four. 
I have a story. Tell me the story. I have a story. Tell me the story. I have a story. Tell me the story. I hear people saying. Guys, I apologize. The mushrooms just kicked in. I I might have to I might have to call it right now. Holy shit! What's going on? Women have finally found their voice. Let's just be clear. Women have always had a voice. I was walking on the streets and one guy he attacked me and he attacked me. So in 2006, I launched Majal, a new idea, an ecosystem of unique digital platforms. These four platforms that together make up Majal are designed to amplify the voice of oppressed populations to create. All right, yeah, it's, I'm zoning out. I, it's fine. So <laughs> if it's you not well produced. Whole... It's just overproduced. Well, that's the thing, like. If you listen to like the full minute and a half, there's like nine different people. You don't know what they're saying. No. You don't know what they're talking about. You don't know who they are. And none of them are the woman from Vaginal Voices that she talks to. Not a single one. I don't, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, it was like you said, like I felt like it was on drugs. Um, Vaginal Voices. I, is that someone who could talk out of their vagina? Because <laughs> that, that would be a fun parlor trick. If it was Sarah Silverman, I'd be much more entertained. Okay. Fair enough. Is it the, that's like the opening to Dead Town. That's what I thought I was listening to there for a minute. <laughs> well, there's a, there's there's actually multiple segments like that. So, like, if you play my number six, so what she did was she plays that after she explains who the person is, and then she talks to the person for like I don't know two minutes, mm-hmm. and then she plays if you play my number six like some an other overproduced clip. Can you believe this show has tripled the listeners as Dead Town? What kind of world do we live in? Because what if not only did women enter the workforce, but we saw women, more women in the so-called C-suite. What they found was that if there were more women for two, two points, more female CFOs in the firms, in firms that they studied over a 17-year period, they saw that those firms were $1.8 trillion bigger than the market overall. They also found that looking at female CEOs in the in um, in these firms, that uh, there was more diversity. About twice as many women were on the board than uh, the overall market. If you're going to produce something, first off, don't make it sound worse. That, I, that doesn't make any sense at all. Their EQ is all over the fucking place. It sounds like the first Beastie Boys album. And secondly, why not clean up where the woman is stuttering and stammering all over the place? Like, oh that's God. the shit to fix. Yeah, two, two, CCF, CFO, CCF. Like, and, and like you said, it sounded like it was recorded, like taken from the news in 1978. That sounds terrible. At a certain point, I'm pretty sure that they were going to let the beat mm, drop. <laughs> Sorry. You see how <laughs> slowly I said that so I could find it on my board? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> It's so bad. Thank you. At least that was entertaining. Uh, All right. So I I won't go on too much longer, but I I do want to give you two last clips. So I I listened to a different episode with some dipshit speechwriter for Obama that she had on. (laughs) Must be a uh, real dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) This guy wrote speeches for Obama. What an idiot. I'm sure it's a woman. I shouldn't say this guy. Oh, no. It's, it's, well, it's barely a man. Um, Okay. So, so so regardless of your feelings about Trump, I want you to, play number eight and and listen to which uh, just play it all right second second worst <laughs> talk <laughs> <up to a clip. laughs> all right here we go 
We've invited David Litt, one of President Obama's speechwriters, onto the show. He is very funny. And I'd be lying if it wasn't a bittersweet interview, remembering when we had a president who actually had a sense of humor and also was able to complete a sentence. I think she Trump is Biden. I was just going to say the same thing. She's explaining Biden. No sense of humor can't finish a sentence. Like Trump's the opposite of that. That guy talks nonstop and is fucking Trump, hilarious. Trump is funnier than at least half comedians that make fun of him. In another life, he would have been a up. Well, he would have been a WWE heel, at least. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he's good at. Yeah. I think that was this life. All right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure his whole vision of being president is playing Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's nailing it. Uh, I, just, I just don't understand what she's trying to do. Like, even the title, Sorry Not Sorry. Like, I went back and there was an episode like, I'm going to bring on some experts to talk about why we need to save the rainforest. I'm like, who's going to argue with you about this? This is not a hot take. Like, Sorry Not Sorry should be the show where she is ranting and raving and just acting like a lunatic. Like, yeah, this, this is not that show. And I don't I don't understand. It. This is well, the kind of person who always needs a straw man so they can make an argument and be like, well, I, for one, care about sure. the environment. It's like, well, we all do. This, what, what, what are you talking about? We all live here on this earth. You think there's people who just want to destroy the environment? We, who, are you, who are you arguing with? Fucking well, she's speaking as the type of person who says things like truth bombs. Oh, Jesus. I hate that. So the last clip I, I, I want you to play is, I apologize, it's really long. You said actually, that about every single clip. <laughs> most of them have been fairly short. Yeah. Uh, no, this one's pretty long, but it was necessary uh, to get through the whole thing. And it's the only time I laughed the entire time I was listening. Play my number nine is you were a speechwriter for President Obama. How did you get that gig? I will say, and, and I feel like this is always disappointing to people who say, I want to be a speechwriter for someone like President Obama. I got that gig through, I hope, a little bit of talent, but so much luck. That's how I found all of my colleagues in the speechwriting office, and they were all amazing speechwriters, but every one of us had kind of stumbled into this one way or another. I did like stand-up comedy in high school and improv comedy in college. I thought I was going to go try to write comedy professionally. And instead, I saw Obama give a speech on June 3rd, 2008. It was after the Iowa caucuses. Mm. And at the end of that speech, I was like, you know what? No matter what that guy's doing, I want to be part of that. And so I was a field organizer in Ohio. Oh, wow. Graduated college. <laughs> and field organizing was a great experience and one of my favorite jobs I've ever done. Mm. And I moved to D.C. with absolutely no plan. It's amazing her sense of self, the fact that she thinks she's putting on a good podcast, letting somebody talk about how they were a field organizer in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, guess what? That's not an impressive job. I think that was his point. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wow. He's like, no, 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 that's not the thing. What happened was I worked my way up to become the speechwriter. Like, that's the, that's the oh, wow part, you fucking moron. I, I almost feel like she has people record an interview and then she just talks over it like she's not actually talking <laughs> she probably says oh wow huh mm. and then they just pop it in and post yep. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bunch of her drops that they can just pop in there how many uh, podcasts did I do today? You made four of them today. Oh, good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I mean, how many of them did I ask the people? How did they get that gig? Because <laughs> I'm just going to do that once and you can just use it however many times you want. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, again, at least 
I, I mean, I only had to listen to about 20 minutes of each episode, and I, it still took me two days to get through. But, eh, Well, thanks for doing it, buddy. It. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now we've covered Alyssa Milano. We can put that one uh, to rest. Thank you, Adam, for coming on the show and for pulling those clips and, and torturing yourself. I really appreciate it. Anything that you want to uh, plug? Oh, no, your listeners would hate me. Okay. <laughs> I think they already okay. do. <laughs> Get confident, stupid. <laughs> All right, Adam, thanks so much, buddy. Good to talk to you again. See you, Adam. Bye. See you. All right, that was fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to listen to any more of it than he did. So. Yeah, so that worked out really well. Neither of us had to listen yeah. to that. We got to play some clips, and mm-hmm. now... I mean, it counts. It counts. It You're counts. It counts. I'm going to put it in the show description. I'll listen to this podcast. Like, why we reviewed it. I don't know. Why not? We'll say we did. Um, but I actually asked you, Doug, to listen to a little bit of Jerry Banfield because Jerry is, I don't know, he's like manic right now. He is all over the place. I don't know what's going on with him. He's suicidal. He hates his family. But then again, he's a brilliant <laughs> businessman who's killing it. And I don't know that it's safe that we make fun of him because he seems like he's on the oh. edge. But I don't yeah. really care either because I just like to, I just like to laugh. <laughs> I like to laugh at jerks. So you listen to some Jerry Banfield. Oh, you know what? Before I play your clips. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have a song from the Man Brain podcast put together a uh, a Jerry Banfield song. So let's check it out. Oh, yes. Let's go. I was a German soldier in World War II. Oh, I got to set this up. One, <laughs> of the th- <laughs> One of the things that Jerry Banfield's been doing lately, and we should do a whole show about this. I was talking to Andy the other day about maybe doing a bonus episode. He is convinced that not only has he had past lives, but he remembers them. He remembers all of his past no. lives, and he goes through and explains no. things. So in this one episode, he's explaining that he was a German soldier in World War II in a past life, and uh, the Man Brain podcast had some fun with us. Oh, yes, let's go! I was a German soldier in World War II. A brutal one at that. Brutal German soldier. Brutal German soldier. I I am immortal. I am God. I am immortal. I am God. Oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> For Hitler. <laughs> someone who's murdered someone needs a hug. No matter what you do, you're going to go to heaven. Sanity is is a relative. I feel very sane now. Well that, done, that Man Brain Podcast. And and I don't know if you noticed this, but in watching some of his YouTube videos, Man Brain is doing a lot of work because he gets in there and comments. Oh while, yeah, yeah. While this guy is doing videos, and sometimes he does respond to Man Brain's comments. That's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to say to Tom Myers, yes, we just played Hitler on WATP. We are the racist <laughs> podcast is promoting Hitler now. I have no idea what Hitler was saying in that. If someone could translate that for me, I'd appreciate it. I might want to pull that out and post. Yeah, yeah. You might want to find out. Have someone any, transcribe. Any that Germans for you. in the Discord that could pull that off on the on right. the 
fly here, Kaya? What was he talking about? I mean, it sounded pleasant. I don't, I didn't, I didn't you know, get a hint of anger in there at all. One of those lullabies that Hitler's really well known for. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, Jerry Banfield, oh. this guy's amazing. You uh, you were watching some videos of his so, that he's put out recently. Yeah, so I was, I was watching videos. Now, first of all, I am not only a WATP co-host at times. I am a listener, and that's the only context I had for this guy. Like, I, I never sought out his work, and I never had to, to listen to anything before I came on. I had him pegged as like a middle-aged failed businessman. I didn't know he was a young guy until I found him on YouTube. And even when I found him, I was like, well, there must be two Jerry Banfields. <laughs> right? And, right. I really did. I did not know that this guy looked like this. And it was a little bit shocking to start. Um, I don't even now, now. I did clip some stuff that you played in a previous episode. So I, I apologize for that. We don't need to go through it again. The one where he's down in the dumps. Oh my God, that was <laughs> so, funny. so amazing. The one where his two-year-old child is consoling him yeah. made me so sad for the future of this kid. He cried for I, over an hour while his son patted him on the head and said, it's going to be okay, Daddy. This poor kid <laughs> is going to have to take care of him through until he can get the hell out of there at age 18. Maybe he'll uh, meet up with Seamus's kids. In those... <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I really wasn't sure who was the worst parent at that moment. Start a support group. Oh God, he just gets on and just like discusses his failures mm -hmm. in in the saddest way possible. I don't even quite understand what's happening here. So you as the marketing genius may be able to help. Yeah. But all I know is that it's a colossal failure. And you might be able to explain this to me. Play my number one. I did a class tonight and I was the only one that showed up. Even though I spent like a yoga class, I spent over $50 in online ads and got a whole bunch of clicks according to Google and Facebook. <laughs> And I was the only one, me and the instructor, the only ones that showed up. <laughs> I can't believe he spent $50 on advertising. How is it not a packed room? But why is he advertising someone else's club? I, I did not literally understand what he was talking about or what this was supposed to be. Hey, Jerry, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You're down in Florida. <laughs> I don't think you're even allowed to be at gyms right now. I don't know why no one showed up. Oh, because of the deadly virus? I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> just, just an observation. I don't get it. It's just the weirdest thing. And at one point in the video, he's like, but I showed up. And you know what? That's all that the instructor really cares about. Like, what, what are you talking? Do you have a, a relationship with this person? Why are you advertising their class? Why are you spending money on someone else's class? I did not understand it at all. This is a guy who he shows his balance sheets all the time. Oh he spends God, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising for his various YouTube yeah. channels and TikTok and Snapchat and who knows. And this guy goes out and goes, I'm really bummed out. I spent 50 bucks in advertising and got zero results. Yeah, that's kind of what you get for $50 in advertising. <laughs> if $50 in advertising, you can get you something. Everyone would do it. This guy is, is so stupid and so ridiculous. I don't know anything about money. Play my number 11. I could not even believe that this happened. Everybody was very happy to loan me money until I borrowed about 200000 last year. At which point, everybody that I was asking for money in terms of the banks finally said, okay, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> What is he doing? What is he borrowing this money for? This was an episode statements or, or income from 2019 compared to 2020. Yes. And he was over $100,000 in the hole last year. 
Right, I, but, I and that's could. on top of the 500000 from the years prior to that. Yes. This guy's like yeah. over $600,000 in debt, and he's giving advice on how to make money on the internet. Yes. <laughs> and, and he even talks about in 2020, he's like, already I have made $35,000 in profit. Not really, because I had to take 15 of that and pay a guy from last year who told me I didn't need to pay him until 2020. Like, what, <laughs> yes, what are these right. numbers? Like, what? you doing dude vic's roommate makes more money on only fans than <laughs> jerry banfield makes on the internet he should not be dishing out advice to people on how to make money online from what i hear she doesn't make that anymore right she's never made a dime but it's better than negative six hundred thousand dollars it's a lot better than that oh my god so um if you play my number two i actually have the answer for jerry I don't know whether like playing video games would be moving forward or <laughs> no, no it wouldn't it would not be moving forward <laughs> that, that, you know that is not moving forward this guy is such a colossal failure I I just could not believe listening to these clips over and over again because he he's like a roller coaster you play one thing he is so jazzed up about these business opportunities wheeling and dealing and oh he's gonna make all this money the next day he comes on he's like I'm such a fucking loser yeah I need to stop this I need to end my life yeah he's bipolar family correct he's, he's he's way up or way yes. down and it's a hundred percent documented like, correct I, right I just don't I, he talks about and this is number seven he talks about how he goes to aa meetings sometimes he still goes even though he's not drinking and, and i mean i guess that's what those people do but he talks yeah, you're not about supposed to show up drunk what do you mean he still goes even though he's not drinking <laughs> <laughs> doug you're calling everyone no. an idiot for the last hour and a half <laughs> okay wait a second all right i'm just kidding that's I'll... not the way this works but he talks about how depressed he was and he didn't even talk and this guy i imagine he's usually like the most gabby person there, yes. like a mile a minute they're calling on him to talk and and you know inspire all these other people and he couldn't even do it but the best is when he talks about what some guy said to him afterwards. Oh, sweet. Number seven. After the meeting, I got a hug from one lady, and another guy said, you should see a doctor and get some drugs. And I'm like, no. No. There's nothing wrong with having bad feelings. He Whoa. needs drugs. This guy needs to see a doctor. Like, if there is a doctor listening, <laughs> I'm going to say in the state of Florida, because it's a small state, right? Yeah. Find him and prescribe something to this guy, because he won't be around much longer. We have uh, 20 listeners in his city in Florida. <laughs> I just checked the numbers. <laughs> if you're a doctor. Yeah, that that's interesting that you would go to an AA meeting and someone would think that you're so fucked up. They're like, you should probably get on drugs. Right. This yes. sobriety thing, not working for you. You got a, yeah. pro you got a problem. In At fact, least, you might want to yeah. OD. Right. Yes. <laughs> My advice to you. You were, you were such a disaster that one alcoholic had to hug you at the end yeah. and the other one had to tell you to seek professional help. And these are not like fun meetings. These are not meetings where people are going rah rah. What a great time we're all having. Everyone's fucking depressed and miserable and telling their sob stories. This guy's is so bad. People are like, I'm worried about this one. Do you think we could get his sponsor to come on the show? Can oh. I? Can we reach out to? Is, is that allowed? You're familiar with AA producer Chris. Are, are you? <laughs> I'm not trying to out you or anything, but you're familiar. Are you allowed to like talk to the sponsor about a person, or is that? No, no. It's against the rule. All right. 
Chris is Maybe a if he doesn't use his name. <laughs> oh, right. We're just talking about a certain guy that we talk about in the show. Could be anyone. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I, uh, I cut you off. Where, where were you going, no, buddy? No, no, no. that's okay. This is. I think this is in the same episode where, uh, or maybe it was the one after he talks about how he hates his family and didn't care if it was the end. <laughs> Jesus, like, I, I couldn't even believe he said that. That was insane. Uh, yeah, play my number eight, and this is where he has to defend himself against things that people said to him online. And I'm grateful I support my wife when she has a bad day, too. And I support my kids when they have a bad day. Oh, there is no some bigger shit. lie. Yeah. This is such a lie. Like, there's no way he supports his wife if she's having a bad day. Because he's probably just sobbing in a corner somewhere. Yeah, I get the sense this guy only takes and never gives. I get that sense. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just from, his, just from his online persona that he puts out for everybody to witness. Yeah. Keep that yeah, in mind. I, so I don't have a whole lot more here, but I want you to play number 10. Because I know you talked about giving Seamus, I think it was like $100 and seeing if he would take it to allow you to be a patron of his show. I think this is that $100 much well spent. Much better. Better well spent? Jesus Christ. Just play number 10. Close enough. If you want to talk to me, you can go to jerrybanfield.com slash call and I will have an hour-long video call with just you. Oh my God. I'm so glad (laughs) that you just said that because it sets up something very important that happened. Oh, okay. We have uh, a patron on WATP Mm -hmm. known as Soft Weekly. I believe Soft Weekly is in our Discord right now. And Soft Weekly is uh, a big fan of uh, Jerry's, big fan of (laughs) Seamus, and has become a huge fan of Jerry Banfield. In fact, he's having his one-on-one video chat with Jerry this Sunday, tomorrow, at (gasps) 1 o'clock. Oh my God! I get what are you what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with this? Well, I just told him to record it. I'm very okay. excited about this. I don't right. know what his plan is. I don't want to interfere. He's got his old okay. his old thing going on, but I'm excited about this. And this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. Where here we have WATP listeners giving back. We have <laughs> Stuttering John super chats, which I'll get to in a little bit. There's mm-hmm. listeners of our show giving John five bucks at a time to get him to say ridiculous shit. The Patrick Michael is getting Patreon money, which you wouldn't get a fucking dime if it weren't for hate <laughs> listeners. And now Jerry's getting a hundred bucks from Soft Weekly, which, by the way, would be better spent on our Patreon. But well, I mean, I, I like what yeah, you're sure. doing now. Mm-hmm. I like what you're, yeah. I like what you're working on there. It's awesome. I like to think though this listener actually does need financial advice. <laughs> Oh, that would be amazing. So, um, how bad are you with money? Well, I just gave you a hundred dollars. Yeah, wow, you're you're terrible. Holy shit, we, we got a we got a long ways to go. <laughs> yeah, so th- I mean, that's it. I, I listened to a bunch of episodes. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He he, did you listen to the episode, the Me Too episode? No. Oh, don't listen to that. It's so sad. He talks about how he was sexually abused. Like it is, it was awful. I couldn't even. I didn't know what to do with that, so I didn't, then I went to a terrible money management podcast and had fun with it. Yeah, that's the problem with Jerry is that it is hit or miss, and yep. when he hits and he has a, a video out and he's talking about his finances or how to control the world or whatever the fuck he's talking about, <laughs> it's great. So Doug White from the Jingles Department yeah. 
we've been chatting about this. And he's like, this Jerry guy, you know, he's Doug White's almost going back and forth in a bipolar way. Like Jerry does. He's like, this guy's amazing. You got to listen to this video or watch this or check this out. And he's like, you know what? Never mind. He's on the verge. Don't even talk about him. I don't, I don't think he's doing well. It's like, it's like this weird thing. You're like, I don't know what's going on in this guy's head, but none of it's good. All of it's crazy. For a little while, for a little while, I was like, this guy could replace Seamus. Like if I can't hear Seamus, anymore maybe i could just listen to this guy but it wasn't two videos in until i realized that's a bad <laughs> this, this guy's bad news uh soft weekly says he has a plan so a we're financial excited. plan we're okay. excited we're excited about <laughs> his video chat with jerry tomorrow that's going to be exciting speaking of doug white from the jingles department he put together a new song featuring our friend victoria and i think victoria was bragging about her boobs Last week, she's been really braggadocious about her tits lately. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. noticed that, but mm-hmm. she's all over the Discord flaunting her amazing jugs. And, of course, <laughs> Doug White, being a huge fan of Victoria's, put together a tune for us. So let's, uh, let's enjoy this. This is, uh, by the way, Isotope's music that he put, that, that he put this bet on. WATP. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. Yeah. 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 COVID toes. Big. Big. <laughs> I got the tints. I got the tints. I got the tints. I got the tints, buddy. Fabulous boobs. Fabulous boobs. Fabulous boobs. Rotten fish. Frozen fish. Vagina. I like it. All right. Big. <laughs> wow. Wow. I got the tits, I got the tits, I got the tits, I got the tits, buddy. Fabulous boobs, fabulous boobs, fabulous boobs. Rotten fish, frozen fish, vagina. I like it. All right. Vic. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Don't know why, but if I can say who I hate, WATP. One of the haters said, your podcast, all it is is saying hi to people. And uh, I also love to eat beans. Okay, coincidence or great minds think alike. You be the judge. I mean, yeah. it can't be worse than Vic. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'd fight him. I love to eat peanut butter. Great. Now go listen to a radio show, move out of your parents' basement, and touch a woman with her consent. WATP. Wow, I think he hit on all the characters in that one. That was fantastic. Fucking nailed it. That was amazing. That was really well done. Doug, killing it, buddy. Thank you very much for putting that together. Wow. Do you need a break or anything, Doug? Are you, you feeling good? I'm good to go. You ready to keep this know. going? Good, because yeah. I have a very important segment to get to. <laughs> I listen to Stuttering John so that you don't have to. It's tough. It is tough to listen to his show. He's doing his political show. The guy knows nothing about politics, embarrasses himself left and right. He has a guest on, Sarah Kedizer, uh, Ken, Ken, Ken Zier, Sarah K. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Who wrote a book or something. She's fucking crazy. She is the left wing Alex Jones. The, the <laughs> shit that she throws out is fucking, oh my gosh. So uh, let's get into this real quick. He starts off solo, and he starts off by uh, thanking the donations that are coming in through his PayPal and making yet another promise that he will not keep. I want to thank everybody for the uh, incredibly generous donations to the podcast. I'm going to get a website built, and it's going to be like where we can just watch it on my website. 
Uh, I want to thank everyone for the uh, donations. Heather Warner, way too generous, but I appreciate it. He wants to thank everyone, and then he thanks one person. I'm yep. guessing that Heather Ward is the only one who donated. Yep. But yeah. apparently he's raising money for a new website where you'll be able to watch his videos, which is a wow. good idea. You should put your content on your website. No one ever of thought of that before. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> that's, that's, Wait till I get this idea. website. I'm going to put my content on there. All right. Yeah. And this this is not the episode I listened to or I tried to listen to. But at the beginning of the one I listened to, he did say that he made a purchase and it was an important purchase and it was a cooler that he can now keep outside because when he's watching the Yankees play, he hates going inside and he's got to get at least two or three beers and bring them back. But now he's got this cooler and all he has to do is sit on his fat ass. Like, I couldn't, like, it wasn't uh, 10 seconds in this. He's talking about drinking coarse light. He didn't already own a cooler. No. <laughs> he had no. to purchase that. He had to keep walking in his house and go to the refrigerator. I, it's bizarre. Holy shit. Could you imagine if he found out about those mugs that you put water in and then freeze them and then it keeps your drink cold? He'd put a, probably put, do three episodes on that. They have mini fridges now? Did you hear about this? <laughs> no, I got a, I got a fridge. Oh, fuck, oh, fridge. <laughs> Holy shit. Also, fuck the Yankees. So there. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. All right. So he was going to have a guest on named Brent, but uh, Brent wasn't able to come on the show. Brent Terhune is a genius. He couldn't come on the show today because he had a meeting. I agree. He is very smart. <laughs> That's a very smart move to cancel on Suttering John. Yep. The smartest guests are the ones that don't show up. Correct. Oh, speaking of the Yankees, I should have segued this one much better. I should have gotten to this clip when you were talking about the Yankees. <laughs> Instead, I had to play that clip because I'm a dum-dum. He talks about how he's got these bets with the buddies at the pub that he hangs out with. And apparently, one of his buddies likes the Dodgers. Another one of his buddies likes the Chicago Cubs. So he's got these bets going on. And this is high-stakes stuff. I have so many bets with guys at the pub. Yankees have a better record than the Dodgers or the Cubs. I think I got like 20 bucks each. I have 60 bucks in bets. Okay. This makes zero sense. First off, it's a weird thing to talk about, having a $20 <laughs> bet with some guy when you're in your 50s. <laughs> Well, you got 20 bucks on a bet that was going to take the entire season to come to fruition. 20 bucks? Neat. So, I, I got so many bets. I got uh, so many 60, bets. $60 worth. This one's 20 Well, how many other bets could there possibly be going on right now? Well, Doug, the crazy, they're all dollar bets. The crazy thing is, is he goes, I have bets with the, the, the Yankees have a better record than the Dodgers. I have a bet that the Yankees have a better record than the Cubs. They're $20 each. It's $60. Well, twenty dollars yep. each would be forty, unless. And I'm just spitballing. Maybe this is true. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not. I'm speculating. Unless they're all going in twenty dollars. Whoever has the best record gets the entire sixty. In which case, he has a twenty dollar bet that he's bragging about. Also, in which case, that is a terrible way to explain the bet. Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> if you're trying to bring us into your world, I'm not understanding it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I love that we have. Um, People who are just trolling John all the time. Somebody asked John if uh, Noel's ever going to come back. Now, remember, Noel is his co-host who left mm -hmm. the show. Yes. And then John said, he's just leaving the show to write a book. He'll be back in September. <laughs> and then I said, I'll bet anyone $10,000 that Noel never does the show again. No one took me up on that. And then John sent out tweets to Noel saying, why won't you re uh, respond to mm -hmm. my text messages? 
Noel said, you sound like you're drunk again. <laughs> I just want to rehash this story real quick because John's feelings on Noel have changed a little bit, as you'll hear in this next clip when someone asks if, uh, why he's not there. Uh, Will Carson, does Neil still come on the show? I think you mean Noel. No, allegedly he's writing a book. Uh, that's what he says, so I have to believe him. But he says he'll come back on in September. We'll see. Allegedly, he's writing a book. When he ah. first announced that Noel wasn't going to be on the show for a little bit, he's like, he's writing a book. It's an important book. This is what he's writing about. Now it's like, I, I don't know. He, he, allegedly, he can't do my show because he's writing a book. Now, Noel's been on other podcasts since then, and that's why I think <laughs> he started to doubt whether or not that was the real reason why yeah, he had probably, to leave the like, show. Wait. No, does your wife really want you to concentrate on this book? Is that is that really what's happening here? That was the dumbest excuse. His wife, his wife said he needs to concentrate. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. And then uh, I I love when people like Vic's elbows do get in the super chat. Now what you're gonna hear, <laughs> what you're gonna hear here is there's a user named Vic's elbow, and John has to tell his mod not to block the person because he. Gave him seven bucks. So he knows he's a troll. They obviously know oh he's a God. troll. But it's like, man, if you're going to give me seven bucks, I'll take it. This is a man who used to make a half a million dollars a year on The Tonight Show. Who's saying, wow. this guy hates me, but it's worth the seven bucks. I'll take it. Vic's elbow. Let's see. Uh, he, I, I know. Don't worry about him, Sean. He's he's giving me money. Seven bucks. Did you hear about those two morons who trash you all the time? Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen. One of them is being charged with sexual assault. I don't know anything about these people. I don't want to know anything about these people. Who are these people? I don't know who they are. I really don't know. He doesn't know who Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen are. Is that true? So he, Could he that be true? That you're one of them, right? I <laughs> guess. That, oh my God. Well, because it said the two people who trash you all the time, which is usually meaning ROTC. Yeah. Or maybe us. Yeah. I don't know that the fighter and the kid go after stuttering John if they do. Awesome. I recommend it. I recommend everyone to use Suttery John's content. It's fucking amazing. It writes itself. It's very it's very easy to make jokes out of because it's really bad. But I don't believe him that he doesn't know who those people are. He's in Hollywood. He was on mm. a late night talk show for 10 years. He knows who celebrities are, you would think. Yeah, I don't right, know. yeah. He knows who Nicolas Cage is. <laughs> And Pamela Anderson. <laughs> uh, so he has this woman on, this this Sarah Kay woman. I'm not going to try to pronounce her name again. I'm bad at that. Mm-hmm. And this woman's whole take on Trump. Remember, this is the Trump bashing show that John does. Uh, well, I'll just play the super cut, and you can, you can figure out what she thinks about it. Russians. Russia. Russians. Russians. Russia, Russian, Russia, Russian mafia, Russian mafia, Russian, Russian, Russia, Russian, Russia, 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 the Russian uh, IRA, all these things, Russia, 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 Russians, Russia, 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 this Russian guy. So I kind of thought we were past this. <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about Russia. I know. I, I kind of thought we were done with that, but apparently... Russia is the problem again. Now, to be fair to these two, I have heard many supercuts where it's Trump's voice doing the same thing. Yeah, well, he does the China. 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 It's one of the best supercuts ever. But how far behind is Stuttering John that he's having guests on who are talking about collusion with Russia? Like, that's really old news. 
I didn't even know that this is what his show was. It was yeah. so disappointing. To, first of all, to see the runtime of these shows, two plus hours of this. Yeah. Yeah. By the end, and, he is blackout yeah. drunk. And the one that I listened to, it was only stuttering John nonsense for the first maybe 10 minutes of it. And the yep. rest was an interview. And I just, I couldn't take it. It's so uninteresting. And, you know, and it's it's not even that he shows how ignorant he is. I mean, it is, it, but yeah, but it's beyond that. I mean, that. it is, but he doesn't even ask a whole lot of questions. He, The one I listened to, he barely said a word after the guy started talking. I right. don't know. I, I don't, I don't understand what it is that he's trying to do is this getting him more listeners Does, is that what he thinks i think that trump bashing will get you a certain number of listeners seems to work for a lot of late night talk show hosts yeah but he doesn't no, do it very right. well no he does it horribly he's not good at it he doesn't understand the players or the politics or how any of this works and i'll, I'll prove that in a minute first i want to talk about how he makes fun of people he, he likes to make fun of republicans in a way that is weird for a guy who's woke and has a transgendered daughter or i should say son <laughs> whatever his son his daughter became his son his right. son's name is knight and this is how he makes fun of people which i find weird it's important for the world we have to get this idiot and his corrupt uh flunkies like that chick lindsey graham grandma lady g and mitch mcdickless we got to get him out Mitch McConnell, he calls Mitch McDickless. Is that a post-op joke? I don't know. I did kind of like that one. <laughs> Mitch McDickless. <laughs> you thought that was witty? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry. I, think I don't understand how calling guys. Point. He calls me Carla. He's calling guys girls' names. It's like, dude, what's with this? Like calling people out as a as the other gender. Yeah, and anyone it, should be woke about this. I don't care. I think it's funny, but. Again, it's it still does sound like he's writing jokes for Howard circa 1991. Yes. Like it's that's he, true. He, he likes to think that he has is as you said woke or has evolved, but clearly he hasn't. He'll say those things, but then you get to his funny bits, and it's all outdated and uh, unfunny. Yeah, but did you <laughs> did you hear the time I talked to Baba Booey <laughs> in 1995? All right, this is, he's talking to his guest. He just says the wrong word, and his guest laughs at him. And I'm going to have Ellie um, Honig on, and you're willing to, you know, uh, stay with us if you'd like. Sure. <laughs> you're, he's, he's trying to say you're welcome to stay with us. He says you're willing to stay with us if you'd like. She's like, okay, no. <laughs> yeah, right, okay, whatever. <laughs> this, this isn't the, the couch on The Tonight Show. I'm not going to move over a seat and hang out with you with your next guest. I'm going to come out, plug my book, and then i got to go. You're not going to sit any closer to Andy Richter. I'm, right. I'm good. I'm out of here. <laughs> We're out of here. Oh, and then another thing that the trolls do is they set him up. I think this is, again, Vic's elbow. Whoever Vic's elbow is, you rock. Vic's elbow sets him up. He takes the bait and ends up hitting on his guest, Sarah, who, by the way, oh. is only on there to bash Trump. This is not a, hey, let's be friendly with each other type of interview. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny because uh, Vic's elbow, I don't, I don't know if you can see the chats, but he, you know, he just donated to the uh, podcast and said, Sarah's beautiful, John, you should ask her out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ch I'm shaking. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I know. He totally, he totally <laughs> used that as an excuse to ask her out. We all heard that, right? I, I mean, it's just it's a super chat. I, I have to ask. 
Yeah, I want to know if there's actually a Vix Elbow now or if he's just making this up. Maybe he's Vix Elbow, huh? Mm. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, this is Stuttering John bringing up a subject that he's ill-prepared to talk about. He's saying that he's going to go after Deutsche Bank and, and you know, it, it was something that just came up. I should have been more prepared. Uh, uh <laughs> He has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> he just saw a headline pop up on Twitter, and he's like, oh, what do you think about this? What, what, what is that? <laughs> and then when he does have things set up, and he's ready, he's got a video he's going to play, he's like, oh, you got to see Trump's speech from Ohio. This, he calls him the dotard. The dotard, you you can't oh, believe what so he says. So much dotard. Oh, yeah. That's what I listen to. Yeah, mix it up. You got to throw in a couple yes. dolts, a couple dimwits, a couple dipshits. There's other fun D words. It's not all dotards. Yeah. But anyway, he calls him a dotard. And uh, this is just him failing yet again, which I just, I love it. This is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. When I listen to John, this is what I just hope for. All right. Well, check this out. Okay. Here. Let, okay. Now. I'm, right. You know, it's not the best picture quality, but here we go. Oh, what happened? Johnny, what'd you do? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, what happened? Sorry, Sarah. Hey, it's your Twitter. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, I'm Looking doing this all at my training. house here. I had it all lined up, but it didn't play. Hold on. <laughs> Man. He really needs a producer. I I have not heard a a guest less interested than Kaya last week on your show. <laughs> Kaya is getting served fries from his girlfriend. I, I, first of all, I I mean honestly, it was really nice to hear Kaya again. It was. Uh, it was. Nice I mean, I'm glad to know that moving only took him six to eight months. What I the know. fuck is he talking about? He's been blowing me off a little bit. Like it's it fine. does. I mean, it supports my theory that he's really a gypsy i mean to pack up all those wagons and to me that, that's gonna take a long time but it's nice to know he's back to like cursing people to become werewolves or whatever the fuck he does when he's not podcasting wow shots fired <laughs> WATP co-host going at it <laughs> i like kaya i, I love kaya he's great um oh this is this is fucking hilarious so he's got this woman on who's a journalist she's written books she's promoting her book about russian collusion Three years too late, but whatever. And John has to get into his uh, his ad read segments, and he's very, very bad at it. All right, uh, I, I just have to pay the bills, but I do want to talk to you about the Sally Yates hearing. Okay. I I can't wait to get your sure. <laughs> I can't wait to get your opinion on this of the bullying of uh, of Lady G beating up on Sally. But uh, do you smoke weed, sir? No. Okay, well, you know, in L.A., if if you do smoke weed, you could order from speedweed.com. Now, Doug, you've been very yeah. gracious when we've done mm-hmm. ad reads. We used to do a uh, online retailer that sold physical DVDs and Blu-rays. And, that was fun. And you would yes and everything I said. Oh, you ever see Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> oh, of course, I love that movie. Like, you should buy it. You should own it. This woman, hey, you you, uh, you like getting high? No, I, I don't get like. Why would you ask that question to someone who's trying to be a legitimate journalist and author? Right. Like, yes. Don't ask now, that. This, again, the episode I listened to, he had some guy on who used to work in the DOJ and was really high up. He did the same thing oh, to this Jesus guy. Christ. It was the same thing. Do you smoke weed? Uh, no. 
All right, well, if you did, I mean, we can still go get drunk somewhere sometime together, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a fucking idiot. So, Stuttering John is, um, he wants to interview Trump. And he asks his guest, Sarah, why that can't happen. Sarah, how the hell can I get an interview with the president? Because I will ask him about all of these things. I mean, Jen. Remember, you did interview Trump, and <laughs> you blew it. What are you? What are you talking about? He's like, if I ever got a chance to interview Trump, I would ask all the tough questions. You did talk to him, and you didn't. You can't he didn't say that. Ask him a thing. Yeah. Does he bring up his interview with Trump or his phone call with him to this woman? Because he brought up to that DOJ guy within ten minutes. He wanted to, and she cut him off. Because oh, okay, I, I heard good. him saying, I heard him starting the conversation. You can't get him to not talk about that. He's so proud of himself. And how are you getting booked on the Stuttering John podcast? Like, you you have to... This woman sounds like she regrets that 10 to 15 minutes into this. <laughs> yeah, like, how did you do. get into this situation? I don't know. It's so weird. Well, she even admits the Sarah woman's like, yeah, I used to hear you when you were on Howard Stern. So I guess he's got okay. enough notoriety from that that they're like, well, he must be doing pretty well. He's stuttering John, right? <laughs> like, bad news. <laughs> yeah, bad news. Maybe do your research first. So they've decided that CNN is just way too easy on Trump. And I don't know. Is this a correct take? To, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Forget who I had on that was saying Jeff Zucker at CNN is totally in bed with Trump. And he's not going to. I mean, he's not going to, like, you know, really, really go against him. So CNN, for the last three years, has done nothing but bash Trump 24 hours a day. Yeah, what? what is he talking about? And the woman's so, like, oh, yeah, I know. They're, they'll just go along with anything he has to say. Like, wait, what? 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 CNN what is in bed with Trump. <laughs> what world do you live in? <laughs> that that's possibly true. So John is recognizing that they're not asking him the hard questions. These CNN journalists are just not asking the questions. But thankfully... John would, because John is a much better journalist than anyone who works over at CNN. When Donald Trump was asked, I think it was CNN, he was asked about after he held up the Bible. And they said, well, what was your, you know, what's your favorite passage from the Bible? And he goes, oh, 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 you know, there's, you know, I like a lot of them. And they go, no, 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 just just give me one. And he goes, oh, that's too personal. In other words, the guy's never read the Bible. And yet, why aren't reporters going, no, 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 no. Tell me one. I dare you. Because that's what I would do. But you know me from (laughs) Howard Stern. I will ask the questions. And I don't know why these reporters lack the uh, cojones to, like, you know, just, just go right to the gut. Go, no, I'm asking you. Give me one passage now. Right now, tell me one. So, first off, it's hilarious that John thinks that he was a real journalist because he asked the hard questions. You asked joke questions that Fred wrote. What are you talking about? Joke questions, <laughs> and we're flustered the whole time. Yeah, like, so you were like good at it. Yeah, he's flustered in front of David Schwimmer. You're going you're gonna to get in front of the president and ask the tough questions? Give me a goddamn That was break, why man. they made him do it, because he's a stuttering <laughs> retard. That's why it was right. funny. They would play him yeah. back and be like, Johnny, nervous here? He's like, don't tell you, and he says, I would ask the hard questions like, what's your favorite Bible verse? Who fucking cares? Why would that be important to anyone? When Trump goes, I like them all. It's like, okay, great. Move on. Who cares? <laughs> There's more important things yeah. in the world. Yeah. Holy shit. This is, this is how bad he is at political talk. They get into the gun issue. And I'm 
teetering. We've already talked about religion, and now I'm teetering sure. on politics. This is really sure. dangerous territory for us. So I'm going to try to do this as best <laughs> I can. Whether you're pro-Second Amendment or anti-Second Amendment, I, I don't actually own right. guns, so whatever. I don't have a dog in this race. But tell me if you understand the stupidity of what John says about his policy around guns. But, but here's the thing, Sarah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. At least this is my stance, and I think it's most of my Democratic colleagues' stance. I'm not saying you can't have a shotgun or a handgun if you want to protect your home or go hunting. I'm just saying that we have to have um, more um, sophisticated background checks. And I'm saying that we can't have – we have to have limited magazines and, and no assault weapons. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not taking away your guns. This is this is such a tired it's such a tired argument. So what he's describing is specifically taking away guns. He goes, <laughs> you cannot have assault weapons. Which by the way, an assault weapon is not a defined thing. It's different things to different people. So he's like, Well, I'm not saying you're gonna take away your guns, just the ones that I don't like. I'll just take those away from you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not hear what you just said? Yeah, and it's such a it's such a tired argument that I've yeah. heard time and time again. I'm hung up on the fact that he said Democratic colleagues. I mean, <laughs> to have colleagues, you need a job or right. something. Like, I don't know, like, you know, the rest of us who uh, host political shows, <laughs> my colleagues. I'm just like Rachel Maddow. You know, <laughs> me and me and Rachel, right. we both feel that assault weapons are crossing the line. Um, all right, he played this guy who comes on and he used to be a prosecutor or something and he comes on and he goes off on a whole rant about how president trump is guilty of manslaughter because of the way he handled the covid19 pandemic and so john brings this up to sarah and they're both all in on this premise i'm just gonna play this clip because this mm -hmm. is this is so stupid i mean You've you've called a lot of people stupid today, Doug. <laughs> this has to take the cake. They are both convinced. Glenn Kirshner, Dino Badala are convinced that Donald Trump is guilty of manslaughter, mm -hmm. involuntary manslaughter, and negligence. And Glenn Kirshner, you know, gave me the three points. He said he would take the course. I mean, he would take the case in a heartbeat. And yet, I tweeted out today, Sarah. Why isn't the mainstream media? Why aren't they picking up on this? Why isn't CNN, MSNBC, Fox, Daily Beast, Daily Mail, why isn't anybody, Huffington Post, picking up on the fact that Donald Trump is guilty of murder? Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb, huh? <laughs> why isn't anyone reporting that Trump is guilty of murdering 150,000 people? I, I just can't figure it out. What's up with that? Come on, CNN. What are you in bed with this guy? Yeah, he talked about that on the episode I listened to because I guess Kirshner was the guy I listened to because they yes. talked about that for a very long time. This guy was a prosecuting attorney and he was like, I could bring him up on charges, no problem. You know what's funny <laughs> like, about I'm, this? I'm and sure I, that that works that way, but all right. Right. Again, I'm teetering on political talk here, but what's funny <laughs> right. about that? So in other words, he was supposed to shut down the entire country in February mm -hmm. when there were literally zero cases in most states. And what do you think that all these people would have been saying if Trump had been a dictator and told people they had to shut down their businesses and stay inside. You think there'd be some problems with that? Instead, they're like, well, we got to send him to jail now because he didn't do that. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the president isn't responsible for people getting catching a cold. It's not, it's not his job. It's literally not his job. 
Oh my God. See, we're too, we're too far into this because now I'm talking about why stuttering John doesn't understand how politics work and I'm getting a little bit too detailed. I know. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. <laughs> this Should is we bad. talk about cops for a little bit? Or oh what my now? God. <laughs> I, I just want to play a Tom Meyer stinger and call it a day. Doug, we, we have done. <laughs> we have done a lot today, my friend. What did we talk oh, about fun. today? I don't we know, talked about the Monday, Monday morning preacher, yeah. Patrick Michael, Jerry Banfield, Alyssa Milano, stuttering John Melendez. I guess that means it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The This is the part of the show where we tease the episode that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. And the reason we do that is to get people excited. Mm-hmm. about next week's WATP. Hmm. Maybe they right. subscribe to the show, so the show's up right on their podcasting app right when they want to listen to it. Doug, you familiar with this part of the show? Oh, yeah. Have you heard this before? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to play it. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play a clip <laughs> of the podcast. I'm excited about next week. We have a first-time host coming on, a very funny comedian named Will Noonan is coming oh. on. And Will has been on my radar for a while because... He has made videos goofing on one of my favorite people. Any Wire fans out there? Probably the greatest show ever on HBO. Oh, I know you want to say it was The Sopranos, but The Wire kicked The Sopranos' ass when it's all said and done. That show was amazing. Good morning, Wayne. Boo Atkins, how are you? What's up, Britt? All right, enough of that crap. Although I want to say hi to BlueChew.com for boners, you know. You can get a boner for free uh, just by going to BlueChew.com and use the promo code O-P-O-P-I-E. And then when you get a boner, you can go, hey, Ope, thanks for the boner, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm, it's early. Shut up. What's up, Mex? You'd think I'd put together a supercut of Opie sucking. That was literal footage from his latest episode. That was wild. Yeah, this guy is fucking losing it. So you wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Are you doing an entire Opie episode? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we got oh seven days God. to figure it out. No, that's fine. I'm just, I'm excited. That's like, it's like I getting in too. a time machine. I love it. I know. I'm excited too. We did the Opie radio i think it was like episode 107 or so and then mm-hmm. we did the uh opie radio revisited and then you and i did a patreon opie episode mm-hmm. and it really is the gift that just keeps on giving isn't oh, it so much fun doug i want to thank you so much for coming on doing a ton of homework really bringing it today i want people to check out good times great movies what you last time we talked you were doing the uh the sequels what are yes. you guys up to now we're still in the summer sequels. We just nice. put out uh, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, yesterday. So if you like to listen to me shit all over bad podcasts, listen to me shit all over bad and sometimes good movies. Yeah, just find Good Times Great Movies. I don't know. Wherever you get your podcast, the end. Good Times Great Movies. You guys only talk about movies from the 80s, correct? That's it. Yes. Yeah. That decade, and I'm starting to regret it. It's a lot of fun. I'll be honest. Almost every Saturday night since the lockdown has started... We've mm-hmm. just been watching shitty movies with friends of ours over Zoom. And it's a lot of fun to watch terrible movies and, and laugh at how terrible they are. Yep. No, You'd be so, fantastic. You, I know that you're shocked that I like that I enjoy things that suck <laughs> so that I could goof on it. But it's true. 
It really is true. Listen, Mystery Science Theater hasn't been around in a little while, and, and anything I can do to fill that hole for people, I'll do my best. All right, did everybody clip that? Anything Doug could do to fill that hole for people? Everybody. I think you you could clip it. I mean, is that going to be in a song coming up soon? I hope all so. All right, please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? You're not charismatic. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. With Vic. Hey, Vic, what's going on? Hello, how are oh, you? Jesus oh, Christ, Vic. Wow. Wow, I'll man. take care. I'll take care of it on my end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, is Animal Crosley, is he only in the Discord to fuck with me today? Just every time I look over, it's like, ah, it sounds like shit. Everything sounds like shit. Does, does it sound okay, Vic? <laughs> yeah, it sounds, well, I don't know. Like, your your voice occasionally clips and then uh, shitty, like, audio clips will clip as well. So you kind of suck still, but you're getting better. Ah. It's the nicest yeah, thing you ever said to me. The music did get worse as we went. Early on, it was not cutting, but recently it has Son been. Son of a bitch! We got to figure this out. Mm. Or just stop doing live shows. Because it sounds great once we put it out. Anyway. <laughs> Vic, you got any new uh, reviews? I do. There's You actually got quite a few one-star reviews again. Oh, yeah? What, what, what the fuck's going on? You're supposed to give us five stars. People not getting <laughs> well, you memo? did get one five star. Okay, let's hear it. Um, he said traumatizing. One night when I was at a friend's sleepover, this podcast came in the room while everyone else was sleeping. I couldn't see uh, where I was laying. That was me until it uh, until it we caught each other's eyes while it had its way with my friend. It stared into my soul until it finished and left. My friend and I spent the rest of the night silently sobbing to ourselves. Still a pretty good podcast. Wait, what? Was that a one star? Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> that was, it was a five, five stars. That was a five I don't... Oh, that was five Apparently stars. Apparently, your podcast raped him. Yes, I get it. I get it. Mm, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, I, th- I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that I have a jingle just for, um, just for things like that. Rape jokes. All right, that was a long way for that payoff. All right, what else we got there? You got a one star. It said, why? 
I don't even understand the appeal of this. They just riff on more popular podcasts, totally out of context. Having listened to it more than 10 episodes now, it's the most vapid nonsense I've ever heard. They listen to 10 episodes of everything they hate? episodes? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to talk. How many episodes of Opium have I listened to? But still, <laughs> what's the point of that? You know, this podcast is the worst. I'm only going to listen to every single episode twice because this is just a terrible, terrible show. <laughs> I hate people who have, who feel like they need to put a fucking one-star review. We have so many one-star reviews. We get it. A lot of people don't like the show. Don't you go onto that thing and see that there's already hundreds of people have done this and just be like, oh, okay, this is covered. I can move out of my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, your podcast has poor reviews and you hate on other podcasts. Why would anyone listen to this? We already have such hate in the world to sign up to listen to these commentators call people names and rip their entire existence. You get what you put back. No surprise this has bad reviews. <laughs> That's true. That I is mean, a good unless point. we're talking about, you know, religious podcasts, we're not ripping their entire existence, just their dumb show. <laughs> well, in Patrick Michael's case, it's oh, yeah, a little, well, yeah, it's got a little personal yeah. from time to time. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, and then you got one more one star. It said, so awful. This is a horrible podcast. They are morons. Do no research. Are not likable and believe women are put on earth for their pleasure or for them to berate. Don't waste your time listening to this crap. Can I give it zero stars? Mm. That's weird because I feel like that's mm. a review for the dick show more than our show. <laughs> are, we, are we really bashing women all that? I mean, I think I bash more men than women, right? Yeah. Producer well, Chris and he said, sure. you know, you believe Only women are put on women. this earth for their pleasure, but I don't think you've given any woman on this earth pleasure, Carl. <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Vic, let's stop talking about our sex lives. If people are speculating that you cheated on me with Seamus in the Discord, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird things going on right now. Oh, I wish. Yeah. Um, all right. Vic, Vic, I, Vic, I have to tell you that I must say this so much that now in the mornings when my daughter sees me, she greets me by going, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just wander oh around the house God. and say that now. I love it. You That's should know awful. his daughter has Down syndrome, but right. Oh, still, yeah, yeah. it's no, very that... funny. <laughs> yeah, well, Doug, I saw a picture of you. Someone put it in the Ooh, Reddit, I think. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. You someone... look like a bad Photoshop of like a fat guy like trying to come off as skinny. Wait, hold on. Wait, no, that's not nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I like you. It's just you look like that. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. Yeah. Speaking, it hasn't, it hasn't worked out well for me. Speaking of photoshops, <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Circus Midget, who has done some awesome photoshops in the Discord. If you look in the Seamus Watch, there is a photoshop of Analyze This, the movie. Hold on, I'm going to pull this up real quick. This is kind of funny. Have you seen this yet, Chris? No. <laughs> it says Analyze Seamus. <laughs> and it's got Seamus talking into a microphone, and I'm sitting back. <laughs> I'm the Billy Crystal character. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's really good. So Circus Midget, props to you, buddy. That's good stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love my little Billy Crystal fro. You Very know that Seamus doesn't have a suit like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> he looks like he's dressed for court. Okay. Let's listen to some voicemails. This is uh, a British guy. <clears throat> By the way, no one who calls this show is Australian, I've learned. All right. <laughs> this, this is a British guy. You're right, Carl. Uh, firstly, I know you have difficulty with this, so I'll tell you right off the bat, no, I'm not Australian. I'm from the UK. 
And this phone call is probably costing me a fucking fortune, so I'll keep it quick. Um, Yeah, I'm a bit surprised to hear that you're a fan of that Cyan Z guy. I mean... Apart from the guy, apart from the fact the guy's a fucking retard and has a lisp that would make Mike Tyson sound like Noel Coward, I'm pretty sure he's one of those cunts who harassed Anthony Cumia's family for ages. And I know that you went through something similar with that fucking autistic rape girl podcast, whatever the fuck it was. So yeah, just thought you might want to know what kind of guy he is. Um, what else? Oh yeah, uh, you can tell Vic. I'm, I'm sure Vic feels the same way about British people as she does about Australians. But you can, either way, you can tell her from me, she's got at least one fan over here. I really Ooh. enjoy listening to her. Hey. Don't get me wrong, she's as excruciating to listen to as everyone says she is, but I'm a masochist, <laughs> so I enjoy it. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work. I look forward to listening to the next shit show. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, Vic, you got a fan in the UK? Oh, yeah, what a good boy. Hey, by the way, speaking of Anthony Cumia, I'm scheduled to go on his show on Monday. So oh, that should be fun. Very nice. Yep. I'm going to um, I'm gonna make probably make fun of Stuttering John. That's what I decided. <laughs> Maybe Opie. <laughs> probably just John. Hey, um, Vic, you mentioned that you did another stand-up uh, the other day. Oh, yeah, no, I'm actually going to post them on my OnlyFans that I Oh, created. fuck off. You got to give me the video of that. Oh, no, Carl, you got to pay for it, you little pay pig. Come on. By the way, Only- I, while we were recording the show, I just saw that Vic reduced what she's paying for our Patreon. I got a notification Ooh, as we are recording. Like, I what did. The, what the fuck? I did. While we're recording, you're taking money away? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck it. Carl's not worth 10 bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so what's all this about now? So I, in order to watch your stand-up, I got to pay for your uh, OnlyFans? Well, yeah, because otherwise it would it would be equal. You would just be giving my Patreon money to me, so I got to make a quick buck. Okay, I guess that's fair. Um, wow. Yeah, it's only it's onlyfans dot com slash Victoria. So you really do have an OnlyFans account set up? Oh, I'm not kidding. I posted two standup oh, videos. Oh, are you gonna show off those <laughs> meaty jugs of yours too? Those big yeah, greasy well, like, jugs. <laughs> yeah, I have I have my thighs are way too thick for my body too. So if uh, that's something. I'm gonna shut up now. Man, this is, this is terrible. I think I should go. slash <laughs> Victoria. All right, let's check this out. Oh God, ten bucks! Come on. Yeah, ten bucks. Carl. All right. Let's see. That seems a bit high. It's a bit on the high side. Oh yeah, I get a lot of texts that are like, "Hey, you fucking bitch, uh, send it to me." And I'm like, "No." So yeah, uh, might, might as well now profit off it. I'm making them. Pay. Oh, absolutely. Vic, do you ever think about changing your number? Like, do you ever think that this might have been a mistake? No, it's really funny. I really okay. enjoy it. And All if right. I get bored, I could just respond to people for like an hour. Okay. By the way, I should mention that um, you can buy the one more 3.0. <laughs> it's a little too late for this. <laughs> Man- what? What's Man- happening? <laughs> Manscaped.com. <laughs> Use the promo code WATP20 for 20% off and free shipping. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> some more yep. voicemails. 
I have a feeling this is going to be <laughs> the second episode I was on where you lost the sponsor at the end. <laughs> Boy, I sure do love listening to somebody else's advertisement on a bonus episode that I paid $5 for. Whoops. You mean you really couldn't cut that out of the latest bonus episode, Carl? You couldn't just cut out that fucking advertisement, so I had to hear about a lawyer in some fucking state that I'm not even in? I could have cut <laughs> that out. Well, anyways, really enjoying the bonus episodes. Uh, yeah, cue up the good work. Thank you. I was just a little too lazy to edit that out, but I did put out as a bonus episode the hour I spent on the Drew and Mike show where we were making fun of um, what, what podcast? Oh, uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe's show, literally. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't do any editing, so when there was an ad read in the middle of it, I just left it in. Sorry about that. What are you going to do? <laughs> I wasn't profiting from it, so who gives a shit? Manscaped.com, promo code WATP20, 20% off. You can finally shave your balls like my balls. Smooth, hairless, delicious. It's appreciated. Oh, Opie called it. Hey, Carl. This is Opie, and this is how I talk. And uh, I got a proposal for you. See, I think you, uh... oh, hey, 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 Charlie. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you misunderstood the, uh, the last episode of my show. You know, I wasn't talking about Carl Ruiz or Vic, whatever his name is, and assholes who died on me. No, 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 man. I want you, and I want Victoria. Trust me, we're going to have, like, a wacky uh, morning show on Sirius. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> hey, Megan, what's up? Yeah, uh, you know, call me back. Hopefully, uh, before my wife files those divorce papers, um, Jesus Christ, I fucked my life up. <laughs> All right, Hope. <laughs> What do you think, Vic? You, me, and the Opser taking a show no, on a serious XM? Oh, come on. Be a great well, I'd do it, but I'd hate it. All right. Um, sounds like uh, a woman who has sex with me. So <laughs> an Australian calls into the show. That's like a setup for a joke, but it's not. Okay. Hey, Australian. This is 70 from Australia. And I'm here to tell you that the only thing better than WATP is my mate Vic's Instagram. It's at Vic Terradia with two R's. You guys should check it out. Anyway, I'm off to throw another shrimp on the barbie. Later, Gator. <laughs> Obviously in Australia. Obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, did he just uh, dox you, Vic? Should I not have played yeah. that? Yeah, he doxed my Instagram. Oh, okay. So, sorry about that. If, if you want me to take that out, I can. No, no, it's good. He was like, because uh, he's the guy, he's actually the Tasmanian guy. And he was like, ah, I'm going to post your Instagram. Are you okay with it? I'm going to post it. And I was like, go for it. Um, so, yeah. Can you can you take me out of all episodes, past and future? <laughs> <laughs> That's too much editing for Carl. He doesn't okay, make enough. Right. <laughs> Vic's got a pretty laid back attitude when it comes to doxing. I like that about her. I don't say my full name and then it's good. So Fair enough. <laughs> Cripple Jesus mentioned that he wanted to play Patrick Michael in one-on-one basketball. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> this guy's willing to give him a ride. Hey, Carl, if uh, old Cripple Jesus and uh, Patrick Michael want to play basketball, I will personally drive Cripple Jesus to the game. I know he lives in the vicinity where I live. The only catch is that fucking retard can't ride in the front of uh, my truck. I don't want any of that fucking drool on my uh, on my leather. Can you put his uh, crippled ass in the back? All right, call me back. Oh, that, that got really mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Why would somebody play that on their show? It's so mean. 
somebody has figured out the connection between me and Jen from the jingles department. Hey, Carl, you know, I've been thinking about it lately, and I'm starting to believe that you're telling the truth that Jen from the jingles department is not your wife. I, I think I got a better solution. She's your mom. I mean, think mm. about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always saying you live in your mom's basement. We haven't seen her around since the start of COVID. So, you know, you want to stay away from elderly people, make sure that immunocompromised people aren't getting exposed to the disease. And uh, she sounds old. So I, I think that's it. I think Jen from the Jingles Department is actually your mom. Um, oh, God. Can I get her number? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do a voicemail, people. Yeah. You need a payoff at the end. I like it. Very good. Yo, Carl, Mad Mike, I just saw you on the fucking Drew and Mike show. All I got to say is, you're not attractive, Duke. You're not attractive, Duke, I think he said. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> can't all be zingers. All right. <laughs> He's trying. This is, oh, this is exciting. Vic, have you ever met, you mentioned that your mom was married in Russia and had a, another family and then left her husband in Russia and then brought the family over to America. Have you ever met your mom's first husband? No, I haven't. He called in. This is exciting. He called in for you. Hey, comrade Carl. This is comrade Cock 70 calling you from Mother Russia. Just to say, WATP is the only thing that brings me joy since Dick's mom left me in 1950. Hey, it's funny, you know, in Soviet Russia, podcasts sometimes wonder who you are. <laughs> if only I could follow stepdaughter Vic's Instagram, at Victordia. But here in Soviet Russia, Instagram follow you. Don't laugh, it's big problem, suka. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Bringing families oh, I can't together. Wait to reconnect. Bringing oh, yeah. families together here on WATP. Oh, boy. All right. I don't know what this is. Vic, do you know who Yakov Smirnov is? I'm just curious. Um, I know he was a comedian, and that's about it. Okay. All right. That's all. <laughs> Only because of Carl, though. That's, spe- <laughs> oh, okay. that's <laughs> Carl. specifically what you should know about Yakov, that he was a comedian. <laughs> was a comedian. I did like him bashing on uh, Opie, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was funny. Mm. When, when he explained to Opie that everyone gets that joke except for him. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I had to play for the bushes. What do you mean? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> He's like, well, no, because the, the president, uh, whatever. Hey, Carl. This is Javier from the Bachelor Forum. Just wanted to say I miss you. And if you want to have gay ass sex then why don't you call me back <laughs> bye I'm sorry that wasn't the WATP voicemail that was just my <laughs> cell phone I apologize <laughs> I don't know how that got mixed up I don't know how that got in there uh, this is the last one I'm going to play and this is a guy who hates us and I think that maybe this is the same guy who left the one star review because he called in multiple times and has listened to multiple episodes to tell us how much he hates uh-huh. us which I find odd the fucking irony of you, the fighter in the kid episode, talking about how all they talk about is things being gay, and then you continue just to keep saying that things are gay for the rest of the episode. I mean, is it 2010? 
Is it 2010? Do you think that kind of shit's funny or cool? Oh, it's rough. And then you use the R word to refer to mentally challenged people? Wow. Somehow slowly news travels to your basement of your mother's house, but apparently pretty slow. Fucking cunts. Guess legitimately angry. Um, is it that was retardedly like, gay. Yeah. Cunt's not that PC, though. Like, it's not. It's, I don't get it. Plus, I've never, the joke. I've, I've never used the word retard to describe a mentally disabled person. I use retard no. to describe Opie and Suttering John. Or producer Chris. <laughs> or producer Chris. You so, think that's a guy that listened to 10 episodes and gave you one star? I think it is, right? Because he <laughs> called in multiple times. He was bitching about the Chris D'Elia episode. He was bitching about all sorts of things. And do we really call things gay a lot? I don't know that we. I think he's listening to Come Town. I think that was a call for Come Town. It doesn't even make any sense. Oh boy! All right, Vic, do you have anything you want to promote? Oh yeah, your uh, your OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Victoria. Absolutely. Ten bucks. Get that down to five, and we'll, we'll talk. Ten bucks to check out Vic stand up. You stood outside somewhere and did stand up. Yeah, they're doing it at like a local park and um you know there's like a couple of like women were like walking their dog and they were like sitting there and like listening for a minute. Uh, and then some guy was like talking about how small his dick was and then they walked off all angry. So Can I just point uh, out so I don't know if you guys know this, I never talk about it, but I'm in marketing. I know, I never talk mm. about this. Mm-mm. So <laughs> a really terrible way to market a, a video that you have to pay ten bucks for is to say Shitty audio quality since they used essentially a karaoke machine. That's how she described her OnlyFans video that we have to pay for. Yeah, but my juicy, <laughs> juicy booty is in it, so. Yeah, but, okay. Now, that's how, now we're selling it through sex. <laughs> Weird. All right. That's the only thing uh, women are good for, Carl. Says you, not me. I empower women. I lift them up and support them. <laughs> I even fucking played Alyssa Milano today. That's how supportive mm-hmm. I am of women and their causes. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm punch drunk. I gotta go. Hey, thanks for hanging out, Vic. Uh, and Doug, thank you so much for coming on the show. Always a great time with you, my friend. No, this was fun. It was great. No doubt. All right, see you guys. We uh, we called that the stinger. They don't, they don't let you use that no more.